Welcome everybody to a bonus episode of the Minimap Cast. This is minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. Well, this one isn't the weekly one, but it's it's part of that series. Oh, I'm off track already. My name's Kerry Palmer, and joining me, as always, in front of a toasty warm fireplace uh, a few days after Christmas is Jeremy Bradditch. Hello, I'm keeping my hands warm by the fire. Oh God, my posture's terrible, isn't it? Keeping my hands warm by, <laughs> by the fire. First time you've turned to the side and then looked at the camera yeah, ever in yeah, your life. I know it's so bad. I need a like. I need to fix something there. But like, I think what's your, what's your lumbar setting set to on your on your, on uh, your the the hi- highest as possible. Um, and does that push you out of the chair to the point where you just slouch and don't do it right? The, the issue is is that like because because i'm i'm because uh, i'm bisexual the way i sit in chairs is just completely incorrect no matter uh, what and so like Sam attributes that to adhd it, it, it's kind of both um it could be, yeah it could well be both yeah um but like yeah like the way i sit in chairs is like sideways or like kind of upside down or like often on your at, legs often at work i will sit on the table with my feet sitting on my chair and someone will walk past being like what are you doing and i'm like <laughs> like I'm, you're crouching on your chair no, 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 like, like I'm sitting on my table and then I put my feet on the footrest, which is not a footrest, it's just the seat of my chair. How, what are you facing when you do that? Or you've got a laptop on I'm, your laptop I'm on my laptop with my back to like a screen. Oh my God. And like people, <laughs> people look at me like, what is this? That's wild. Yeah. Or like, I'll just sit on my desk, like with my legs crossed. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's bad. Um, but like sometimes like... I remember, like, once I was, I was at uh, one of my old jobs, and I was I was talking to one of my coworkers, and 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 she was telling me about how she was queer, and I was like, "Oh, me too." And she was like, "Oh, really?" And I like pointed to how I was sitting, and then <laughs> and and then pointed to um my my cuffed jeans, and she was like, "Oh, yeah, right, okay." <laughs> like, I don't know how I didn't see that. I was like, "Yeah, hi." <laughs> It's very funny. Yeah, I got nothing like that. I'm boring. This is weird. Something that's helped with my posture with mm. these chairs that we have both very similar ones of mm. is getting rid of that head pillow because, like, it just pushes my neck forward. So, like, oh. if I actually want to have like sit upright, I've got I've got the pillow in the back for the lumbar because it's not inbuilt on this one. I take the pillow off and I and I and I just am fully back on this chair, and that helps. See, I. I have the pillow as a neck pillow and it forces my back to go like straight against the chair, my neck to go forward and my head to go back, which is... Why do you want your neck to go forward? I don't think that's natural posture, is it? It it, it kind of... It, it is a little bit in the sense that like it's it kind of just supports a little bit. Like like it's not like a, it's not like a straight line up and then like it's... it's yeah. It doesn't go all the way around. Um, but it it reminds me to sort of keep my head back because otherwise if I'm not like sort of leaning against the pillow, I just like won't even feel the pillow anyway. And I'll kind of totally. Just and, and I'm at risk of doing that with this too, where I just sit forward anyway, but like, yeah. 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 Anyway, um, games and stuff, huh? Games and stuff. Hey everyone. This is recording a little later than our normal weekly schedule as uh, uh, our previous weekly schedule landed us on Christmas day <laughs> and we didn't, want to record on christmas day no and then i was out of town for two or three days after that um 
So we, here we, we are. We wouldn't have been able to anyway because I got sick and then you. Oh were, yeah, on the day you did. Didn't yeah, you? yeah, and you were avoiding getting sick and then yeah. when then went out of town. Yeah, it's a whole. Everybody it's knows been, how, how hectic been Christmas been is. A fucked up ten days. Let me tell you that much. Yeah. I love sleeping on the futon and not my actual bed. Tell you what. <laughs> um, but uh point is we're here we're here to do the end of year content for minimap for the minimap cast and this is what we call a bonus episode because it's not uh it's not our game of the year episode despite what the graphic on the front says no no it is the now annual minimap awards everybody that's right it's time to go through all of the award categories that i know that you're already thinking of such as biggest bed pisser or best thing from Jeremy's month of October. <laughs> is it him getting a fridge? With the amount of times I spoke about it, I sure hope it is. So uh, look forward to that. That's the whole episode. We're going to go through all kinds of things. A lot of fun moments, a lot of fun things, fun categories like best sidekick, best moment. You best believe we're talking about Armored Core 6 today. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. So for those of you who aren't aware, thank you for joining us. This is the Minimap Cast. We go live on all podcast platforms every Wednesday, usually. Um, with 24 hours of early access given to uh, our wonderful patrons. More on them in just a second. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell your friends, give the show a positive rating. Wherever you listen to us or watch us, it makes a huge difference. If you want to be notified when a new episode is released or when we start streaming for uh, a, uh, a recording session, you can follow us on social media. That is at MinimapAU on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch, where we are live every Monday night, except for right now and uh, next week. Um, 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time for the live recording of the Minimap cast. Uh, yeah, it's good. We always hang out with the chat during and before and after. Um, also, if you wanted to find us on Blue Sky, we are there as well. It's just the website name, minimap.com.au. You'll find us there on Blue Sky. Uh, yeah, we wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And finally, Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pockets. So if you'd like to help keep the mics and lights on, you can support us by becoming one of our patrons. For only $5 a month, you get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast, including some extra bonus features that Jeremy's cooking up. Aren't you, Jeremy? So uh, just head on over to patreon.com slash minimapau to help us out. And remember, what is it, Jeremy? Uh, it is uh, still much cheaper than a latte with oat milk. <laughs> Increasingly cheaper than a latte with oat milk. Especially when you get it delivered like I did today. Yeah. I I, uh, I saw you on your phone, which I don't mind because it's the, it's the intro and that's fine. Yeah. But I just I just couldn't help but I know. <laughs> throw it to you and see how much you panicked. <laughs> I didn't I didn't panic at all. I just had to remember exactly what the words were. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I was looking at people complain about the Callisto protocol on on Twitter. <laughs> Why are people complaining? I, you know what? I don't care. Just because um, some people finally got to it before the end of the year. Oh, but it came out December last year. Yeah, but like, I think that that's within cutoff time of like, you know, I'm not going to talk about it this year. I might talk about it next year. I guess. And then but I, to then I, like jam it in at the end of the year, the next year is weird vibes. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> um. Well, we're not talking about Callisto Protocol today because neither of us played it. Also, it didn't come out this year. Yeah. Um, but we are talking about games that did come out this year and games that we did play and games that we liked. Uh, Jeremy, uh, like, 
10 points to you for spearheading this awards show today. Uh, it's It's been a messed up week on my end and I had very little headspace, but you've put together an excellent spread of categories for us today. A charcuterie board of, 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 <laughs> of, of, of awards. Cheese, olives, dips, and also... Hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. And also categories such as our first one, which is best, I can't believe this game came out this year game. One, one from last year, um, a, a returning award. Um, oh, I thought you meant games. I'm like, no, 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 Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the Callisto Protocol. No! Um, <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, a, a bunch of these are ones that we did last year. We car- carried forth some of them because they're good. Um, yep. And then some new ones because like every year we'll have specific game game specific awards to yeah that are that are related to games that came out this year um so uh we've got a a couple of short 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 what what am i trying to say we've got a couple of um front runners is what yeah, i think i was yes. trying to say a short list a short front list. runners nominees is what the word i was looking for um uh and and some of these are going to be like awards that are the definitive minimap award, like we decide on this and this is what minimap is giving. And some of this is just going to be, here's what we think yeah. individually together at the same time. Yeah. Um, and we're uh, going to decide. I think this is one of those individual ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is. Um, so I, I wrote down a couple um, just, just, just off the top of the, off the top of the brain um, yeah. of games that I can't believe they came out this year. Um, Dead Island 2. Um, for a whole host of reasons, not just that I forgot that it came out this year, but also because I didn't know if that game was ever going to come out Uh based on its, uh, its disappearance for, for, for like six or seven years. I'm looking it up. uh, The, the reveal trailer was 2014 E3. So it's been nine and a half years since that trailer. And it has been like in and out of THQ, Embracer. Like it was one of those games. Yeah, it was THQ, THQ folded, Embracer resurrected THQ. Well, they were THQ. Was, is it Deep Silver? Is that them? Yeah. 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 Um, so there's the whole host of reasons why that game took so long. Um, uh, but on top of that, um, the Goat Simulator 3 that was announced this year. Oh, before, before That was last year, wasn't it? Oh, maybe it was last year. Goat Simulator 3, whenever it was announced, it was announced... Doing the send-up. Yeah, earlier in the week um, th- that they, w- they did a, a send-off of the Dead Island 2 trailer, which was really funny. Um, yeah. That was E3 last year. E3 last so year, yeah, eighteen months ago. But then, within forty-eight hours, Dead Island Two was actually re-revealed. Wasn't it like leaked? It was like heavily leaked on Amazon or something. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that was quite funny. Um. But yeah, so that that's why I put people that on the list. freaked out for that Goat Simulator trailer. I'm it, like, this ain't it, everyone. Look at this. These are clay people. It was ve- it was very good. Um. Forspoken, only because I forgot that game came out. Like, I just completely forgot that game. Like, it, it, like and it's it's hard as well because, like, that's mostly just recency bias because that game yeah, came out. Yeah, that came out in January. Yeah, like early Jan or, or, or... And then the day after, Hi-Fi Rush came out and completely stole any chance of it having, yeah, like, a right. moment. Yeah, Um And uh, Exo Primal is another one, only because I just sort of forgot that game existed oh, for a little yeah, while. Yeah, totally. Um, but even though I don't think that game is actually bad, it's weird, but it's not bad. We heard about it so much before release. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it was out, and now it's out. Yeah. 
Um, and the day before, only because uh, a game came out and then promptly uncame out. <laughs> um, That's the thing I can't believe the most is how quickly it stopped being out. There's there's a whole lot of stuff happening there still. Like that, like Steam automatically sent me my refund um, because because yep. my my toner, um, the 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 company that like they were funding the development company or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where or when or anything like that. But the company that was publishing the game, um, yep. uh, spoke to Steam and said like, yeah, just refund everybody. Um, and then it's shutting down its servers, I think, in a, in a, a matter of weeks. Um, but, yeah, so th- those those are my four. I think my number one, I think, would be the day before. Yeah. Um, I think so, too. Just because of what you were telling me about it during the year as it was going, it's like, oh, this this actually seems like maybe it's not real. And then it came out. Yeah, but whatever it is is not what we've seen up until now because what came out was no. an extraction shooter. <laughs> yes. With the most bare bones of of uh, features. I'm not going to call them mechanics or loops, no. but like features. <laughs> Interactions. Code. Bare bones code. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations the day before. <laughs> um, the we'll winner of that. We'll I can't believe year. this game came out in this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up on the chopping, chopping block, Jeremy, do you want to read this out? Uh, we have the best sidekick award. Um, again, we have a whole, well, I think, I think this one, uh, we're going to go through a list of, of entries and we're going to whittle it down until what, what we decide is the, the, the annual minimap best mm-hmm. sidekick award. Um, minimap choice. Yeah. So the list that we've written down, um, is Torgal, uh, the dog from, uh, Final Fantasy 16. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Rusty from Armored Core 6, uh, BD1 from uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, I bought that Lego set this week and nice. I'm very excited. Hell yeah. Uh, Ashley from Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, and Alex Casey from uh, Alan Wake 2. It's funny because you said sidekick and part of me is like, oh, but he's not Alan's sidekick. And then I'm like, oh no, but he kind of, when Alan's in the dream world, he's he's walking in the footsteps of the Alex Casey novels he's written and he like interacts with Alex and he's constantly hearing Alex yeah. and like and he's also definitely Saga's sidekick. Yes, 100%. So it's it's good like that. Yeah, that game's good. It's funny cuz I I wrote down Ashley cuz like she's one of the most like definitively definitely a sidekick sidekick on this list, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Um but she's also one of the most infamous sidekicks in the gaming sphere from her original um, appearance from the original game in 05 because of how uh, annoying most players found her. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't hate her implementation in the new game. No. Like, no. And, I, you know, we knew that they were addressing that. They were going to address that critique directly. But... Um, she did give me the funniest jump scare in the entire game by mistake only because I told her to do a thing and she started to do it, which was like, like hold a door open or like hold something open for me. And yeah. then I accidentally left the area cause I just wanted to go pick up something that I didn't pick up. Yeah. And I didn't realize she was going to like, uh, like stop the action that I'd given her. Um, yeah. and so she started to follow me when I didn't realize. And then as I went to go back into the area that I came from, she like, 
burst through the door, like, just as I was getting close to it. Uh, and, <laughs> and scared the ever-loving shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. That yep. was the scariest moment for that entire game for me, was Ashley just, like, jumping at me. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. BD1. BD1 is excellent. It's great. I think in Jedi Survivor, he was a bit sidelined. There was a lot of, like, when I went back to look at Fallen Order, look at some cutscenes before playing Survivor, I forgot how big a part of the story BD was, where he's, 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 his memories have been wiped and he's trying to remember what he can about Cordova and through following Cal to these places, he, he unlocks these memories, including that, including the memory of Cordova wiping his memory and him being okay with that and, yeah. like having to choose a new master and like that like really poignant and lovely stuff and like repairing him and all of that and he's the faithful like ever loving always cute still cheeky companion but he he doesn't really get the spotlight at all in this game and i and i think that that's for that's that's a shame yeah like i think it's it's fine in the sense that like I didn't. I wasn't sitting here going like, "Oh, where's my BD one side story?" Only because, sure, like I didn't like I didn't necessarily want more distraction from the main story because I thought the main story was quite good. Both of the two interacting stories that are happening, um, uh, but yeah, like he doesn't really have a whole lot to do. Um, he's, no, like, like he's, he doesn't. He doesn't really have nearly any moments. I don't think lots of little ones. Uh, yeah, like yeah, like he's got all incidental. He's got his little like vignette moments, um, and you know, like you get like a couple upgrades for him here and there. Um, yeah, but he doesn't have like a BD saves the day moment aside from just like give you health in fight. Well, like I would, I would like to have a few more, like like maybe Cal's dealing with with some anger or something, and he has a whole one sided conversation with BD. Like, like we didn't even really get that most of the time he's just there yeah which i love i love that he's there yeah but like i just wanted a little more yeah 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 i think a lot of the main cast members aside from like one or two are really aside from um seer and cal like all of the main cast members were kind of uh not sidelined but they were definitely not the focus of of jedi survivor um, oh, I, oh, I disagree because Ma- Ma- a lot Ma- of the game well, was about like you gotta you, like you 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 go and you find Grease and what he's done recently, and then you go and you find Marin, and then you go and you find Sia. Like sure, but but those aren't the threads, right? Like so, like th- those aren't the um the that's not the story. The story is no definitely way more Bode and uh Dagon, yeah, 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 Dagon, um, and and the Gendai, um, like those are the three like. Uh, forces in the story with with Cal as oh, well. Oh yeah, those are the plot moments. Yeah, it's just the game spends a lot of time getting the band back, giving together. Cal the time to reconnect with those core characters, which I think is good. Sure, I, I think just for me that like the like I, I Grease like almost didn't do anything in the game in my mind, and Marin's kind of there to sort of give you a couple of powers, and then I don't really remember what she does after that. Um, oh, I do, I do. I do a lot. But like in terms of the important beats of that story is like Sia, Bode, and the the High Republic fella. Yep. Um 
whose name again has also left my mind. <laughs> Dagon Gera. It's so weird. I'm so good at Star Wars names. And for some reason, the ones from the game, I can't put in my head. Like, I, st- I still call him like Wheezy because I can't remember Grease. <laughs> and like, and yep. like, I don't remember the Gendai's name. I remember, uh, 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 Oh, no, you don't. No, I don't. What's the what's the <laughs> what's the frog freak's name? Yeah, the frog. Torgal. Um, it's, it's 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 similar to Torgal. I think it's um. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, frog right. What is it? I survivor. It's very similar to Torgal, but Torgal is the um. It's Turgal. 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 Anyway, I think I think if you were leaning towards taking BD one off the list, I think that that's. BD one from Jedi Survivor. Yeah, I think I don't think Turgle or Ashley Turgle. <laughs> I don't think BD one or Ashley uh, clear the bar for me. Yeah, in terms um, of the other the other ones we've got, like Ashley's actually I I think Ashley's fine in in this game. Yeah, no, um, she's fine, and like I really enjoyed her um her solo moment too. Yeah, yeah, like th- that sequence I thought was really good. Yeah, um, she is quite passive, however she she, she doesn't do much. Yeah. I don't mind her as a character, I think, is the thing. Yeah. As a sidekick, she's whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about Torgal. Yeah, Torgal, the really, 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 really big wolf from yeah. Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. It's a good dog. Oh, great dog. Yeah. Great dog. Always there with you, always fighting, can fight, is very competent. Yeah. Gets even cooler later. And like knows, like, like, kind of like knows what's up a bit, like has yeah. got like, you know, like is a dog, but like, I think like if you could speak dog, I think he'd be able to recount the story quite well. <laughs> like, he's yeah, got, that's a good point. He's, yeah. he's kind of, he kind of knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a side quest you could do, which um, ends up with you finding out a bit more about his lineage. And he's, turns out he's descended from like an ancient frost wolf called Fenrir or something. Yeah. Um, classic Final Fantasy but like he's meant to be like a descendant of like the wolves that are, were companions of the uh, dominant of the of the ice area and they were like oh that maybe that's why he was he was drawn towards Sid when um, when his masters were gone and yeah, why, right. he, why he knew you so well when you came back and all of that which is like Oh, they 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 give him a bit of stuff there. I think That's my fun. biggest issue with Torgal is that, like, it's the same issue I have with so much of the story of this game, where there's no like, <laughs> the the reuniting moment is like, did whoever wrote this scene must have a heart of stone because like <laughs> the dog walks up to Clive and it's just like hi, and Clive's like, oh look, you're a big boy now. It's like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about you recognize each other after an instant but also like you don't care and yeah. it's just and Sid's like oh he's your dog is he oh well you look after him now it's like what yeah. <laughs> this is the most like yeah turn deaf emotionless thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then it's like that for like almost all of the game anyway um <laughs> <laughs> i love toggle toggle's great but like it's the same thing as BD. Like he's just there. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't give him anything. They don't like you. Don't like you. Don't 
he doesn't cry over you and you don't cry over him and he doesn't save you from a thing and you don't save him from a thing. Yeah. Like, to- to- he's just there. Torgal is, like, your favorite, like, gun in Destiny. <laughs> yeah. Old reliable. Yeah. We should put Torgal under best weapon category, best perhaps. weapon next to Invictus. Yeah. Uh, all right, I t- love Torgal, but, like, as a sidekick, yeah. oh, he ain't all that. Rusty and Alex Kane. Alex Casey. She's Alex Kane. I don't know. I think I tried to say Michael's Wade. Michael's brother. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Um, My name's Alex Kane. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Rusty. Yeah. What a fucking guy. <laughs> Rusty is such a guy. What a fucking sick dude. He's one of the only people who sees you for what you are. Yeah. And also doesn't like talk to you like a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even when he turns on you, spoilers. Yeah. Um, if you go down that route. I think he turns on you first. Oh, really? He, he turns on you first no matter what. Yeah. Ah, okay. I, you I, I, always I, have to fight him. I assumed if you go down the route that I didn't go down that he's, he's your mate, but, but I guess no. not. No. Yeah, right. No, he is after if you right. go down that route. Sure. He turns up. He turns up in... Oh, well, okay, everyone, Armored Core spoilers, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. Rusty Armored Core spoilers, which honestly I would say are some of the most important spoilers of the game. Yeah. However, it's, it's important for this discussion. Um... Because when you make the big choice about whether you're going to side with like the Rubiconians slash the 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 Coral Air, yep. or whether you side with the Observers um, who want to destroy the Coral and burn it, um, Rusty turns up either way as either someone you fight or someone you fight with. Um, and what's great about that moment, when it, regardless of where he turns up, he turns up in fucking in a souped up version of the suit that he had. Um, of the mech that he was using prior, which was really spindly, really, really, really lightweight. Yeah, yeah. And then he turns up in this one that's still like like reverse jointed, and he's still got he's like he's like low key, like really slim submachine gun. But he's bulked up now. He's got like angles. He's a bit more Gundam, um, and it's good. <laughs> and that mission that you do with him when he fights alongside you is great it's like the first time because it's when you fight with him and you you know what he's fighting for he's not fighting for the vespers he's fighting for the the rlf yeah and he's he's there with it for you and he's he's like let's we take this guy out let's split up and then you reconvene and like it it, that's such a great mission but also he stabs you in the back so (laughs) yeah 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 it's hard to it's 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 a tricky one he is great though yeah like just overall like and it's it's funny because like he's up there with with carla and air and walter oh i think he's just the top wow i think he's just i think he's just the coolest like and like don't get me wrong like walter is cool carla is really cool um who's the the head of the um who's who's like that top dog the guy that uh, to snail of the Vespers. No, 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 not snail. The other guy. Um, oh, Gun One, Michigan. Michigan, Michigan. Michigan's yep. cool as hell. Um, yeah, a lot of just cool characters in this game. Um, but like, yeah, like, and they've all got mechs. They've all got mechs. <laughs> <laughs> you won't see them all in the first playthrough, no. but they're in there. Um, but yeah, like, Rusty is like, R- Rusty is like, like a like a from soft all timer. 
I think yeah. for me. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I I, I think that's a really good like, point. Like R- Rusty's Rusty, like Solaire. Rusty is Solaire. He is yeah. like he's got the same level of importance. Yeah. Where it's like he's not the main main character. No. But like he's you see my, him pretty frequently, and he, he's he, th- that's my fucking guy right there. <laughs> he's actually nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's really helpful. Yes. He's interesting. He's got his own motivations. He'll turn on you potentially yes. if you take the wrong path. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. Yeah. yeah. Um, as the only thing keeping him from being as iconic as Solaire as is um, like it's so hard to remember their mechs as yeah. their like physical embodiment because it's just like another AC, right? Yeah. But Solaire is like, oh, he's got that. He's got that big. So, uh, like uh suncrest tunic and the the helmet the that helmet. you don't see anywhere else and he's got his own emote yeah, and like yeah. like and he's, he's got a catchphrase like he's got like he's got um he's got meme ability in the sense yeah. that that rusty does not um, yeah totally but, he's but alex cool. casey though but alex casey though he works all, on all sides s- of alex casey so, so many, many sides of alex so casey. many layers to alex casey the character the actor, by, the I think face. the last time we were doing the show, Jeremy, we w- we weren't sure whether James McCaffrey had actually died or not. Yeah, but but he did. it turned out later on that he had passed away. That's yes. the voice actor for Alex, which is terribly, terribly sad. Yes, yeah. Um, there's been a lot of two young deaths this month, I feel. Anyway. Um, Alex Casey. Uh... Gameplay wise, terrible sidekick. Yeah, just like disappears when you're in a fight, <laughs> or, yeah. or rather, like, like he's just actually doesn't follow he's you like into fights. Only a story sidekick. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's only there in story as a sidekick. Yes, it's just actually very prominently. Yes, yeah, like constantly. Yeah, yeah, like he he is like he's a Robin to Batman. Like he's there yeah. every scene, every other yeah. scene. Um, but then he's also like fucking. Was it Tony Todd or I don't know? Pick 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 your orphan. Tony to, Todd. To, is that is that is that one of them? I don't know. There's, there's Jason Todd. Jason Todd. He's he's fucking. Wait, but I, who am I really thinking of? There's Dick Grayson. Yeah, that's probably who I'm actually thinking. Of. Uh, and there's he, he's he's the he's also the the Dick Grayson to Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, like he's and he's, there's, there's Tim Drake. He's Alan's is the other creation. One. He's Saga's boss who then gave her the reins for this uh for this yeah. mission and but then he's real when Alex comes in and he's not Alex's creation, but maybe he is because Alex wrote the script and so maybe he only exists in this world cause cause it was written by the thing, but And it's also Sam Lake. <laughs> and it's also Sam Lake, and it's <sighs> also James um McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fucking is cool. Hard. It is hard. They're both great, and they're both great for completely different reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I want to give it to Alex Casey. I think I do too because I think he's got he's got a bit more dimension to him. Um, yeah, and a bit more visibility. Yeah, and like you which get is, which is a whole problem with Armored Core, right? Is that so much of its story and pathos is all delivered through audio, through I- through like spoken dialogue, while you're just fucking. And, romping around and i think that's i think what they do with that i think is really great um because yes, like it, it 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 put it makes you feel isolated a lot um and 
It, and it nails the tone. Totally. Like the setting and the genre. Yeah, and, and just like the 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 just the vibes of all the different um, political factions and, and groups going against one another and you, you don't see some for a while and then you catch up with them and things feel different with them because they've been yeah. moving and changing and then need you for a different purpose. And so like you, you don't get a, like a tremendous amount of Rusty. What you get of him like is top tier shit. Um, and we'll talk about his his biggest yes. uh part of the game yeah 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 later yes um but multiple times (laughs) yeah but you get a lot of alex and it's like oh it's it's kind of always great it's kind of always great i i am so excited whenever he's on the screen like i cannot tell you how thrilling it is to have him on the screen whenever he's there yeah um all right, I'm 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 set with that. Yeah. I'm happy to give best sidekick to Alex Casey. Alex Casey, the best sidekick of 2023. Oh man! All right, Gary. So next up, our next award category is most likely to have a retrospective rehabilitation <laughs> in five years. <laughs> I love how much of a mouthful that is yeah. and how accurate it is yeah. too. Yeah, it's the best the best game. That will people like we kind of develop a cult following. I think when yeah. someone, some like one actually, channel, this wasn't so bad. Yeah, some channel will make like a you know the case for blank. Yeah, like sixteen and years then, later, like, five more channels will do it. <laughs> yeah, and then it'll develop a weird resurgence. Yeah. Um. So, so you and I actually wrote down our our answers for this separately. We could come up with a definitive answer, but what do you what do you reckon? So like I've I've got I've got kind of two that I kind of want to settle on. Um, okay. Uh, only because I have I have two reasons for both of them. But like, you go through yours first, and then I'll go through mine. So my first one, sort of similar to the first category, is for Spoken, and it's because I've already started to see a bit of a resurgence for that game in the last two or three months. It's a really good pull. Pete, there are some people who really enjoyed uh, Frey Frey's characterization, um, and you know, seeing you know, we, we, when we were writing up this show, Jeremy, you said this game has this this year in games has been a lot of dudes, yes. um, whether as the protagonist or uh, as supporting characters, just in general, it's been a dude heavy year. Yes, um, Forspoken was an excellent game when it came to. Uh, representation of women because you had a a very strong uh uh lead woman character at the front of this game which which is great um i didn't vibe with her her characterization that writing was really polarizing in terms of how she was written um uh i i didn't mind her in her actual setting i just didn't like her that much when she was the fish out of water yeah right um but yeah, the point is though that like that some people do really enjoy her characterization. But not only that, um, a lot of people also vibe with what I think was the best part of the game, which was the the combat mechanics and the the spells and abilities and powers you get, mm. um, and how they all chain together. It was actually really quite, there's a great sense of flow with that game with the combat, um, and like because what you've got like a starting like earth ability and then you get a fire ability. Um, and then pretty quickly you start getting like a water ability. And each one of those different abilities comes with an entire weapon wheel of different spells you can cast that each have their own individual cooldowns. Right. And so all of a sudden you're you're swapping, firing, swapping, firing, and then back into your on oh, there's like, yeah, no, you've got your your main your main combat ability, you've got an option of like three choices per weapon like element. 
And then you've got a secondary set of spells that's like a set of eight. And those are all on their own cooldowns. And so you're constantly like changing your main one for like long range, burst damage, shotgun kind of style. Also, I need to like lay a trap or or uh, put down a ring of fire around me. Or, or this one's like a big whip and like like you're constantly engaged with that. And then you've got the slow-mo every time you're bringing up the weapon wheel, you know, Ratchet and Clank style. Yeah. It really, really flowed really nicely. So there is stuff to enjoy there. It's just whether how long it will take for enough people to go through it and uncover that stuff and unbury it. Um, they came out with DLC for that game too. Yeah. I don't know. If, I think it was free, but um, I think it was a whole new boss and maybe a whole new weapon element. I don't know. Yeah, right. So I can see that. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. And I, I also have, have started to already see that. So yeah, I, yeah. I, know, I know what you mean. Uh, the other one I wrote is Diablo 4. Um, again, because we're already seeing that resurgence in a way. Um, and you can look to Diablo 3 as like the template almost of like a really rough launch. And then three or four years later after core expansions, everyone's like, oh man, it's coming out on Switch. I can't wait for it. I need to get this. I need to get that. Cannot wait. But yeah, they've, they've already started to sort of bring back, get the balance to feel a bit better, get the the amount of times you're killing it. Like, like number of enemies on screen, time to kill, like amount of loot. Like they're, they're, they're continuing to dial those and it does feel better than it did at launch. Mm. Um, it's tricky because it's not like uh, No Man's Sky, you know, it wasn't an abject failure. It just wasn't the best thing yeah. since sliced bread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Do you have a, a pick of one between those two? I think Diablo was had never really fallen far enough from Grace for it to really count, but I do think it will be better in the long run. Right. However, I, I think I think that game will also get yeah. support. Is the thing. Um, yes. Whereas, like for spoken, for spoken, it's going to be a like a it's like that first season of Firefly. <laughs> do you mean you know you where mean, people loved it and then it got cancelled and it was like oh well we'll never right. know. So you mean the season of Firefly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no. Oh, they came out with a movie. I should, I should, I should say sure. they did come out with a movie. Um, but yeah, for, you're right about Forspoken. It's it's the thing of being like, is Final Fantasy 13 really that bad? Like it's yeah. gonna be that same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got I've got two here, and I think that mm. they 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 both have the potential for this in their own specific ways. So, Crime Boss Rock A City. <laughs> mm. I that game's constantly getting updates. It is it? constantly getting updates. Um, uh, like they had, a, they had a Christmas update, like a like a like a proper Christmas themed update recently. Uh huh. Um, is Kim Bassinger wearing clothes in this update? I have no idea. Um, okay. Uh, I think that there's a, there's potential for that game to have a weird like. Oh, this game did some interesting things, but it was fascinating seeing all these actors and like there's there's going to be some weird and like I don't know what it is yet because we're not, we're not five years in the future, so I don't know yeah. what little nugget they found inside of that game that goes like actually this was one of the best versions of a heist in this way that we hadn't seen mm-hmm. in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's potential for that. The other one is Skull Island: Rise of Kong, mm-hmm. which is uh, a complete mess of a game. Um, complete shit show buggy poorly done ugly um it's famously that game memeable. where yeah memeable it was that it was that game where there was like jpegs of like in the middle of cutscenes um yeah because they clearly didn't have enough time to finish it 
Um, what I think that this game might have its own rehabilitation is in the speedrunning community. Because <laughs> uh... I think this game hit a certain level of uh, uh, notoriety yeah. that enough people went out to buy it and play it because it was so poorly done yeah. that I think that this game is the is the perfect storm of a speedrunning community going, actually, I wonder how fast I can get through that game because totally. games don't have to be good to get into the speedrunning community and become a big thing. So I can see that happening in that space. Um, I remember, uh, I think it was Alana Pierce looking at the... Um, uh, the publisher, and they've released a couple of stinkers this year, including that Walking Dead game that came out. Yes, that really, um, really Walking poor. Dead Destinies. Yeah. Uh, but they're also the ones who publish uh, that Nerf first-person shooter game that came out a couple of years ago, oh, and then um, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 1 and 2, the, the Nickelodeon Kart Racer games, yeah. um, the Cobra Kai game. Yeah, so th- they primarily deal in licensed. Yeah. Um, licensed video games, which usually is pretty hit and miss. Um, yeah, no kidding. Unless you're Robocop, apparently. <laughs> um, uh, but like, yeah, I think that both of those have the potential just, just in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the speed run angle is a good one. I hadn't thought of that. Mm. I think I'm happy to leave that there without yeah. defining a one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Next up, we have the Where Are They Now Award. Um, this is a, like, what's, what's going on here? We haven't seen it for a while. Just where are you? Um, <laughs> where are you? Yeah. Uh, so we have, we have a, a couple here. Um, we have a uh, returning contestant, um, Skull and Bones. Returning <laughs> <laughs> contestant. Uh, which we have a pretty good idea that that game is coming soon. Um, Day after my birthday, apparently. Yeah, right. There you go. Happy birthday, Gary. Um, yeah, you get skull and bones. You get skull and bones. Um, uh, that, yeah, that game is probably going to release early next year. I, ca- I can't I, see I think them, it's, it's going to happen. I can't see them pushing it again, but also could you imagine if they did it again? Um, uh, look, I can, but I can. at the same time, I can't. Like, I don't think it will, but like, I, I, I can see it. I can see them I pushing can't. it like a month to be like, we just need like, just like a little bit of extra time just to like, just to, you know. Yeah. Turn They're the, running out of time. That, that game is due in like five or six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Xbox Game Studios as a whole, mate, um, which we've spoken about to death, but it's it's worth it's worth including them in this. Yeah, because um, like they did they did Forza, they did Hi-Fi Rush, Minecraft Legends. They got a lot of studios. I got so many studios, man. What are they doing? Uh, Metroid Prime Four. <laughs> now we did see Metroid Prime One this year. We did see Metroid Prime One this year, but that's not Metroid Prime Four. <laughs> Um, uh, let me let me see when they announced the restart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is a good headline from Game Rant. Metroid Prime Four development was rebooted three years ago today. This was January twenty twenty two. Yeah, right. Which means that this coming January will be five years since we heard of them starting. Heard of them restarting development. Yeah, right. There you go. Whoa. I did not realize it had been that long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the Nintendo Switch... The, the, 
the new Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo Switch 2, whatever it'll be called. Super Nintendo yeah. Switch, hopefully. Um, yeah, we've been getting rumblings. But yeah, yeah. yeah, like, and like, we'll see that next year. Like, uh, uh, Inu- Inuma, what's his Al-Numa? name? Al Numa? Yeah, um, said recently, like, he spoke to it in a very holistic way, like, the other day. Right. Um, so it's, it's coming. Um, and Silksong, which the only thing we've heard about it recently was when, when we went to the Indie Game Symphony, um, yep. and they had some, they had some, um, uh, Holodite music there and, and showed off some part of the Silksong trailer. <laughs> yeah. But we, and everyone in the audience was like, Ooh! Yeah, yeah, that was, that was just like, a everyone was looking at <laughs> debuting the new Silksong trailer in Hamer Hall. And no, the answer was, was, no, the they were not. Trailer. Yeah. But they could have. <laughs> It was so like I heard the the intake of breath from like fifteen hundred people simultaneously. It was amazing. It's it's like the equivalent of Keely starting to talk about Final Fantasy and him going, "No, no, no, DoorDash, DoorDash, DoorDash." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think if I had to give this to one, it would be Metroid Prime or Silk Song. I think I want to give it to Xbox. <laughs> really, in terms of like. It's like, it's like, where are you? <laughs> like, because Metroid Prime 4, like, I, like we, I'm, like, I wasn't expecting it this year. Yeah. Skull and Bone got delayed to a null release date um, right. for a good long while that I... But then got one. But then got one later. Yeah. Uh, Switch to... We're pretty sure it's coming. We kind of know where yeah, it is. Yeah, like, and we've heard it. Like, we can, yeah. like, I can visualize it soon silk song i think is coming next year um because there was because like was it they Team put, Cherry put out a statement yeah they right? put out that statement which does is no longer online which is oh really <laughs> yeah um but i think i think it was because it was it was they put out a statement but it was put out by a develop like through a developer's personal account um i think oh. I, I, I i think is why that's no longer up um, I'm not. I'm not reading into that in any in any like worrying way. Um. Hey gang, just a quick update about Silk Song. We had planned to release in the first half of 2023, but development is still continuing. This was in May. Yeah, we're excited by how the game is shaping up. It's gotten quite big, so we want to take the time to make the game as good as we can. Expect more details from us once we get closer to release. Yeah, like it's like they're just working on it. Like that's just that's just what they're doing. Uh, like I, ex- I think where are they now is like for me, at least personally. We don't have to come up with a with a singular topic. We can we can come up with one each. Uh, uh, sorry, a singular um, uh, winner. We can come up with one each if you want. But like for me, I expected more from Xbox this year, and all Why? I got uh, because <laughs> because I expected more from them last year, and that is kind of cascading Why? a bit. Because <laughs> I expected more from them in twenty twenty one. Yeah, they had that. That was that one where they 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 got the ball rolling a little bit. They and did. Then they then they stopped chasing after it. And yeah. we're all like, we're all like, kick the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's the you know you know the you know the um the the Greek um mythological character that is rolling the ball up the hill. Atlas, isn't it? No, no. Atlas is holding the world. Oh, you're right. Um, Sisyphus. Sisyphus, yes. Yeah, Sisyphus is rolling the ball up the hill. Um, 
Uh, this year, Sisyphus just sort of lent it against a rock for a little bit and had a break. <laughs> yeah, Sisyphus found the right angle where he could, like, turn around and put his shoulders against it with the right lean so that, like, it's fine. Yeah. He's yeah. like, Phew. Um, Sorry, this is so... Oh, look, this mountain I've been climbing. Great views. <laughs> this is so off topic, but um, uh, a- Andrew Brophy, um, uh, uh, who made... Um, Knuckle Sandwich, um, which is a like is is a, a Australian developer. Um, he's been making this game for like a long time, um, and it's sort of like I've never seen this. What is this? Oh, really? This game is yeah. fucking sick. I'm so okay. I'm so sad I didn't get to play this this year. But like he's a been dang it's, RPG. It's called. It is so fucking good. Um, uh, he was he's been developing developing it for quite a while. Um, and it's like a giant collection of mini games in like a in a larger game um it's like it's it's fucking it's so good it's so so good um uh he tweeted when knuckle sandwich finally came out this year Mm. um a picture of sisyphus with the rock with the rock just at the top of the mountain just saying yeah now what (laughs) 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 like like, like, now what do i do (laughs) yeah that's funny it's got a bunch of awards it's 74 on metacritic it's so good you should it's also deeply australian you should definitely play yeah it. i just saw a, a bubblegum yeah, yeah. bubble bill yeah um anyway uh, my personal winner for the where are they now award is xbox game studios um okay what, what is what is yours i think for me it's metroid prime that statistic kind of took my breath away just now <laughs> that like in a month it will have been five years since we heard about it restarting yeah like gun to my head i would have told you that it was five years since the original announcement no, no, but that fucking five years ago in in two days when it turns to twenty twenty four, five years ago will mean twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that game was. That's a, not okay. That game was. I a, know we did a whole like we're aging thing at the start of this year, but like that's not all right. That game was officially announced in twenty seventeen. With Bayonetta. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Metroid Prime 4 and Xbox Game Studios, where are they? Congratulations. Uh, Where the hell are you? Come get your awards. We dare you. Yeah. All right. Next category, and then maybe we'll we'll throw it to a break. Yeah. uh, Depending how long we go on this one. Best weapon. Best weapon of 2023. We've got a couple of runners, uh, 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 nominees. Yeah. We've got the Tears of the Kingdom Master Sword. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not the decayed version that you start with. Well, I I think overall that like the weapon itself yeah like like the arc that weapon goes through is why i've put it in here i think is, okay yeah. i can appreciate that yeah yeah it's got more character than bd <laughs> um <laughs> yep <laughs> uh from resident evil 4 we have the stingray rifle yeah. which is that more modernized rifle you can stick a scope on that's like a bit more rapid fire than the bolt action mm-hmm. uh that thing did do work yeah We've got Invictus, which is Clive's uh, story sword. That's his. That's his plot sword. Yeah. Um, which is one of the ones that looks the best when you charge up for fire and when he's like uh, primed um, and half half craggy. Uh, you've got we've got Venom powers from Spider Man Two. Just in general, basically all the Venom powers for Peter. Um, they all rule. Like I love that he's got the arms, uh, yeah. like the mechanical arms too. Which plot-wise, apparently, is his um, 
even retrofitting uh, Octavius tech. But um, yeah, no, the 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 Venom powers are so good. They're so violent, and you could do so much stuff with it that like they're incredibly powerful. Yeah, and they feel great. Like, did you ever did you use the um, L three R three Venom mode? Where you you like you like you kind of like see black and you you do way more damage and you do a bunch of like execution moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rules in this game because it really looks like it hurts. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it is so it is so aggressive. Yep. Um, and like legitimately a little bit like just like kind of like terrifying. Um, mm-hmm. in the in in the way that I think that Venom story should be. Like totally. it should be a thing that everybody's afraid of, including Peter. Yeah, and uh, I th- strong a strong contender for the category is the Ovid Rail Cannon, <laughs> the ORC, piloted by one V four Rusty of the Vespers in the Ice Worm sortie, uh, <laughs> in at the end of the third chapter in Armored Core Six yeah. Fires of Rubicon. Yeah. Um, uh, and we're not done talking about this moment, so I won't talk about the whole moment. But let's just talk about the cannon. The cannon. You don't uh, see it. <laughs> you can't. You never see the cannon. No. You see a diagram of it. You hear talk of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's the only thing that can penetrate the defenses of this ice worm coral weapon. Yeah. It is so big and powerful <laughs> that. They shoot it from another continent yes. on the planet. Yes. And it lights up the sky like a sunrise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's so powerful, it cuts out radio communication when Rusty powers it up past 100%. It can go past 100%. It can go past 100%. Also, piloted by Rusty who is using it like a sniper rifle yeah. from another continent. Yeah. 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 And then when it hits the worm, which it does without fail every time. <laughs> yeah, he won't miss. <laughs> he, he doesn't. All sound cuts out. And then the worm fucking detonates with this glorious explosion of coral energy waves and shrapnel. It is unreal. It is so fucking cool. It beats out Stingray and Invictus. I, I think it. I think it also beats out Venom Powers. I, I, I think I, so too, I, I, I because wanna... the Venom Powers become pretty. Um, like, not only do they become your your bread and butter, but also they're like clear replacements and also they're in juxtaposition with miles powers yes. so they're not they can't be more powerful than miles things yep yeah yep is the overdrail cannon better so i'm so talking about best weapon i, I want i want to just i, I just want to give the stingray it just it's it's it quick it's, it's oh it's yeah give due, it due, which yeah. is just like when you get that and then you have to fight like the the giant guys with the, with the you got to shoot them in the little like through the x-ray to find out where their weak spot oh, is in their body yeah use that weapon for, that would have been good it I was had that weapon. it yeah. was really good and then storming the castle at the end of that game and i'm just like ah mm. like just like run 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 like bap, 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 and then keep going and bap, bap, bap. I was like, oh, oh like, that's so funny felt good i think i i think i tossed it 
before the end. I think I, I swapped it for like the automatic rifle you get towards the end. That's yeah. like hidden. I, yeah, you like find it by walking back through the Ashley section after yeah. she's taken at the end of that. I do, I do, yeah. I do love the Stingray. It was, it was yeah. very cool. Um, it sounds like it would have been more useful at the end if I'd hung on to it. I mean, like, like that's that game is like, you know, like what, what do I want to take with me? What do I want to just like- There's so many a, weapons. There's a lot of weapons. Like the Magnum is another like all timer in that game. Yeah. Um, like there's a lot of just really sick weapons. Or that, that first machine gun you get, there's a lot of love for that first machine gun. Yeah. Like you get the, you get the bump stock for it and yeah. Uh, like even like the SMG that you get is really useful at times because it just like melts baddies. Yep. yep. Um, and the Invictus is like really cool looking. It is like a, a classic. It's a great design. Yeah, it's a classic Final Fantasy like main protag weapon. Um, it's not quite as iconic as maybe like Buster Sword or maybe no. maybe Lightning's. Oh, Lightning's Blade. Yeah, Lightning's Blade um, or Squall's Gunblade. I gun think blade. the biggest knock against it is that you move on from it so quickly. Yeah. Like you're constantly swapping weapons in that game. And there are so many actually really cool looking weapons um that like it kind of it gets really overshadowed really fast yeah which is a shame um yeah like i i kind of wish that like i i this and this is maybe a bit dumb but like i kind of wish as an icon you had it oh yeah but he's got like an like an icon version of it and it's like recognizable but like flames like something like that like or or maybe becomes his tail or something like there's a there's a way to work it into him just a little bit more um Mm. which doesn't make maybe like like, sticking out of his elbow yeah one of his crags or his his horn is is it or something Mm -hmm. um it's cool it's yeah it's it's not it's not cooler than the rail cannon neither's the stingray neither's venom powers um, master sword. The master sword goes through like some awesome plot in this game, like way yeah. more plot than it's had maybe since like Skyward Sword. Yeah, that's a really good point. And also, like, it becomes one of the best versions of the sword that we've had yeah. in a long time. Like, it was kind of good in Skyward Sword when you fully powered it up. Um, like it was. Cool. They've done a really good job in recent games of making the Master Sword impressive. They yes. make it so long. I love how long the Master Sword is, and but like it's still powerful, like and it's not too heavy and all of that, and it, it's still got its grip and like it feels like the one from like Link to the Past or whatever, which is like when you break that down, that sword is far too big for how big Link is, but also yeah. like it, it works totally, totally. Like it is a long sword. Yeah, I love, I love a glowing Master Sword, which yeah. this one does. Uh, especially when you're in the caverns, when yeah. you're in the depths. Uh, I love that you can fuse with it somehow and like you pull it out and it, and it's got like a hook on it and then the hook fades and it's still the sword. I'm like, how does this work? I don't understand it. It's stronger now though. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Oh, it, it is really cool. Is it cooler than the Ovid rail cannon? <laughs> I think I'm going to remember the Master Sword more than I am the Rail Cannon, only I, yeah because it is so integral to the plot of that game. With like the, the 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 nature of you finding it, if you've played the game, you know what we're talking about. Like yep. it is well, like how you how how it is treated at the very start of the game. Yeah, yeah. How you have it for the opening uh, plateau, and then you lose it, and 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 going through the memories and finding out. 
like it's like what it's been doing, where it's been, and why that why when you pick it up is where you pick it up. Um, yeah. Like that that uh, that's pretty cool. We'll like we'll talk more about that as well in best moment. Um, yeah, but like one to one, it's it's hard. I I'm, I'm happy with you either. You make a really good point that like the Ovid Rail Cannon is really cool, but and while we'll discuss more of it later, part of why it's so cool is not is because it's one piece of that entire moment. Yeah. It's 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 the it's the chatter of all the people you've been working for and against at the same time on the field with you and them interacting with each other. It's Rusty talking from again another continent, I must stress. <laughs> uh it's it's the worm, which is just a cool boss. It's the effect of it going down, the sound design, what Rusty says, the sound cutting out, the like it's it's the entire level is the thing, is 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 the part of that. And the ORC is a big part of that. I'm happy to give the Master Sword its due. Alright, alright, let's do that. I'm looking I'm looking at my Zelda amiibo for uh Tears of the Kingdom, because in um the Breath of the Wild one, he doesn't have uh the he doesn't have the master sword he's just got a random shield random sword um and i couldn't remember whether he did have it but he does he does have it in the tears of the kingdom amiibo yeah yeah look at that long that long sword yeah yeah oh, so fucking cool yeah zelda's the best man i love zelda <laughs> all right we're gonna i reckon quickly throw it to a break because i think this next one we're gonna we're yeah. gonna have words for uh choice so, choice words <laughs> choice words stick around everybody maybe grab a snack and we'll be right back i need a snack i am a snack welcome back to the minimap cast we've been on a roller coaster of a tangent i don't even remember what we're doing here anymore <laughs> Uh, but we're, we're here. We're, we're doing the, the Minimap Awards, Kerry. The Minimap Awards. Right. Right. And we have some choice words. That's we right. do. We do have some very choice words. Guess what, everyone? It's time for the best category, biggest bed pisser. <laughs> In brackets, personal company. So when I wrote this, I... I personal group who pissed the bed the best. Yeah, basically. Like the the worst, kind of the worst fuck up. And... And I want to be very clear. We're not talking about like games that came out that didn't do very well. We're not talking about people getting hacked. We're not talking about, um, we're not punching down basically. We're not, we're not like, we're not talking about people who, who did that and, and then did it quite poorly. We're talking about, uh, people's, uh, uh, more often than not in all of this it's failures of capitalism more than almost anything else um pretty much yeah or all failure of like leadership um it's one of the two um we've got a, a handful of things here stuff that like we've spoken about quite recently um in the in the year in review episode but um there's uh, a handful of nominees here um we have Microsoft leaked its own internal documents showcasing the next 10 years of the Xbox. I wrote that and that still made me laugh hearing it out loud. It's still quite funny. Uh, the Game Awards, um, 
PlayStation not supporting PSVR 2, all new hardware is so expensive, price increases on console subscriptions, only a handful of new releases, live service games, future on in doubt. Uh-huh. Uh, Unity and their just complete price restructure, failure, everything that happened there. Uh-huh. Um, Bungie's uh, complete uh, uh, fluff and over-expectant on return of inv- mm. of of their of of destiny of their acquisition yeah and uh the the cause of that being a tremendous amount of layoffs mm-hmm. um shitty work culture shitty work culture um uh epic games and unreal's uh well like like epic games specifically's investment in bandcamp its sell off of bandcamp and f- uh its um then the cause laying of that, off. then then like laying off like ten percent of their staff or whatever it was, it's like eight hundred people, a, or lo- a lot of people, like a lot yeah. of people. Um, the day before, and embraces two billion dollar failure, which has yep. then caused a tremendous amount of job losses and um, uh, studio strife and, and studio closures and strife. Yes. Oh, it's hard to pick a front runner for it this. Really hard. It really is hard to pick a front runner. I think I'm going to start like taking some out. Yeah, no, that's a good idea because like Microsoft and PlayStation in the in the grand scheme of things, like PlayStation's just kind of doing more of its own weird thing, but like, yeah, they're fine. Like, here. like they're lost, but they're not. Um, they're not like floundering, and they're not causing people to lose their livelihoods in a in a direct way in this sense. No, although through the Insomniac leak, there is talk of them putting pressure on Insomniac to cut staff. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but and at Microsoft not releasing games like what? That's not on you. Oh no, you're right. That's not what it is. But Microsoft leaking its own inter- internal documents. Sorry, um, Microsoft leaking its own internal documents. That that's actually pretty up there. Yeah, like it's not not in like a in a different way. It, yeah, exactly. It's different to like 800 people lost their jobs. Yeah. Or what an ethical breach of whatever. It's like a whoa, you fucked up. And, and it's like And it wouldn't have happened if they didn't um pursue this acquisition, which, you know, obviously has worked for them, but there was a chance that it wasn't going to go through and this totally. all still happened. Totally. That would have been the clear winner. <laughs> Imagine if they went through all of this only to not actually get the acquisition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all that stuff leaked. Yeah, that would have been what just a massive stinker. That would have been outrageous. That might have been like that, that might have been it, I think. Well, like, that might have been it for Spencer, but potentially. Oh, yeah. Well, it was it was definitely it for whoever hit go on those documents. I tell you what. Maybe. Maybe. Um I put the game awards in here because I think they 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 fucked up with their awards mm. as they always do. Um, but no, but it wasn't just as they always do. It was more so than they have before. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think they are the winner here. Um, no, I don't think so. I wanted to say that they because like in their in in their metrics they have succeeded. So I think we have to get rid of them off the list. Um. The day before, it's hard to know how much of it is part of their plan 
and how much of this True. they knew ahead of time. Pla- plan sounds malicious. Part of their expected um, results for a lot of this stuff. Um, also, at the end of the day, it's like a game from a studio you've not really heard that much from before. Like, yeah, it's weird. The whole thing yeah. is just very strange. Um, but it's I, a great story, and it's like an interesting whatever. I, on the scale of Microsoft and Unity and Bungie and Epic, it's not Embracer. On, it's not the same level as a as a bed piz. No. Um, I think for me, it's Embracer. Embracer's $2 billion deal, funding deal, going sideways, Saudi, the Saudi group pulling out. And yeah. Then, yeah. And because this was like, because that is bad money. Like that is like, that is evil money. All money is yeah. evil, but like yeah. that money is evil money. Yeah, and so no, that, I totally. I think we spoke about this last episode where yeah. it's like that, that money is like, that, journalist killing money yeah that that's blood money so for, exactly for, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for them to go for that and then and it, and then, then they pulled out and it bit them in the ass so hard yeah. yeah like like that that being their stake and it just fucking up it's also the thing of like it's been quite easy for people on the outside of the company on the you know like people like us pundits and and journalists and and navel gazers <laughs> to look at Embrace's uh, announcements each month when they buy up the rights to Lord of the Rings and purchase Crystal Dynamics and Eidos and then close uh, um, Square Enix Montreal uh, who, to like uh, like three weeks after they rebranded. Like, yeah. like looking at all of them, all of those decisions in, in turn, there's so many of them over all of these years, like talking about Deep Silver and THQ Nordic and what they've put out and what they haven't put out. And it's been very easy to look at it and, and say, what's the plan here? I don't see this going well. Resurrecting THQ Nordic after they so publicly and famously crashed and burned for having too many middling titles that went nowhere. And releasing a bunch more middling titles that don't go anywhere and some other good things in there too. I, I, I'm not trying to shit on people's work. Just a, sm- a smorgasbord of everything is the thing. Yeah. There was no focus or directive here. It was no. make enough money to make more money. Make enough money to buy something that will then add to your coffers so that you can buy more things so that will add to your coffers so you can buy more things. Like it, like it's just a bizarre strategy yeah. because it leaves you no room to really care about the results of the companies. It's not about like, it's, it's, it's barely even about if they release a good product or not. It's just about if they stay afloat and release something that keeps some money rolling in. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the tragic thing is like, it's a bit like, Oh, are these companies going to see the, the, the return on, on their work? Like, are they going to be drowned out by all the other stuff Embracer is putting out or all of that? It didn't even come down to that in the end because the reason why all of these studios are being closed or like, or um, all of these studios are having massive uh, staff reduction is because Embracer, the company holding all of the other parent companies that hold all the other developers and publishers fucked up so badly 
and like maybe Saudi played them, but like maybe you shouldn't be going in to do a deal with Saudi Arabia in the first place. <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> yes. And and on top like, of that, that shouldn't like half you you it is so irresponsible yes. for you to continually buy companies to inflate your evaluation in the hope that this money will come in and then suddenly the moment it's not gonna come in, you yeah. can't maintain that. That is like that is growth mindset level like shit. And it is Well, why- beyond growth mindset level, it's just poor financials. Yeah. Like like anyone who starts dealing with more than like like a thousand dollars, you know, like I feel like it instantly becomes like, well, I can't spend all of this thousand dollars on a TV right now because then I won't be able to buy food. Okay, yes. so then it's got to be okay. Maybe I could spend five hundred dollars on a TV, and then I can also buy food, and then save a little bit in case I get hit by a bus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what was the plan here? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you need food money, TV money, and bus money. Both ways. Oh, and they got hit by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. A bus that they, they like, they get that they bought a ticket for. It's the bus they hailed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They hailed the bus and then... And, and then, then the bus <laughs> pulled over to collect them. And then, they and stood, then ran them over. And they stood in front of it. Oh, shit. Anyway, it's like the bus. Sorry, I just love this analogy. It's <laughs> like the bus funny. purposefully pulled over to make it look like it was going to pick them up, but it, instead of stopping, sped up through a gigantic puddle. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the things. Yeah. It's, it's like it's <laughs> the my, my my one of my grandparents years and years and years ago. Um, just before she stopped driving, no, like, she, like just before she stopped driving, she got into a very minor car accident, like very minor, right. like and like not with anyone else, um, but oh, like right, like, okay. like she she hit something like but, a bollard or something. No, like not even that. Like she, what she said is she got into the she got into the car and she was pulling away from the driveway, and the way she described it was that the back fence started to get a little bit closer, so she put her foot on the wrong pedal and the fence got much closer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's kind of the similar thing. Um, I think it's Embracer for me. Yeah, I. the thing with it is that it's had such... Uh, Ongoing ripple ripple effects. Yes, yes. Exactly. Like, And we've, we've really seen those play out in the last month, especially with the Time Crisis studio going, um, just closing. Uh, more studios as well. I'm struggling to remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry. So but many. Like, it, that's the thing. It's just been so many. And if it isn't been studio closure, it's been massive reduction in the workforce. Like the fact that you bought a company that needed years to get a product off the ground and whatever deal you brought was so bad that they didn't even get the chance to release a trailer more than a press release for what they were working on before you had to close them again. Like that's a shit thing to do to the people that are under your responsibility, that they that they were under your charge. Like on a human level, let alone just a, a, just a fucking bad idea. Yeah. Anyway, to then engage a deal so, uh, well, poorly. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that they go so badly for all of the people under your employee. Yeah, it's terrible. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. 
Congratulations, Embracer. You were the biggest bed pisser of the of the year this year. Yeah. And let me tell you, you had some competition. Yeah, you had you had some company. You're not alone <laughs> there up so there. So many wet beds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's our next one, Jeremy? Uh the best moment of 2023. This is a big one. Um Yeah, it is. And th- it's a stacked category this, too. This is a year full of big moments. Um <laughs> so the, uh, just just a, a quick warning. There will be some spoilers in here. Uh, as as yeah. as we go through the list, I'm going to list them all. If you're not familiar with one of these and it's something that you want to play, just skip the category um, because like, we'll be talking in no uncertain terms about nearly all of these. One of these I'm going to have to just be lightly touching because Kerry doesn't know what it is. Yeah, yet. I'm wondering if maybe I take, I skip out <laughs> on that section and you talk about its merits. <laughs> no, 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 because I don't have to talk about its merits uh, in detail, but I can just, I can, I can talk mm. about it holistically and then when you get to it, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about eventually. So, so what are the nominees? Alan Wake 2's musical moment. Um, uh, Armored Core 6 uh, the Ice Worm fight which we spoke about earlier um, Armored Core 6 beating Bolteus for the first time which is the first oh. the first major boss fight um, also we should I don't know I, it, it's also you know Bolteus got nerfed oh I did hear about that yeah yeah oh well that's fine yeah who cares um, the first icon fight in Final Fantasy 16 the Bahamut icon fight in Final Fantasy 16 Diving into the depths for the first time in Tears of the Kingdom, uh, the very final moment in Tears of the Kingdom. Parentheses spoilers. Yeah, it says yeah, here. This spoiler. is the bit I'm I'm unfamiliar with. Um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor: The Mining Spider set piece, um, and Ghost Runner 2's motorcycle riding through gigantic drill worm. <laughs> Fuck, I'm gonna get to this game. I knew you'd like that. Oh, I was reading that like a te- like a teleprompter that I've for a script I didn't realize, and that's exciting. I'm Ron Burgundy. Oh, I really got to get to that fucking really got to get to that fucking game at some point. It's so fucking cool. Dude. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's not even my favorite part of that game. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, and I I, I do want to also add in here, um, just because I forgot to write it down. It's it's like obtaining the master sword. Um, oh yeah, I did wonder about that. Yeah, uh, from obviously Tears of the Kingdom. Um, these are obviously not the only great moments in, in the video games that came out this year. We were talking just before we started, like how, like, is there any moments from Resident Evil 4 that we want to put in here? And it's like, that whole game is kind of full of really awesome small moments. So we couldn't even think of one to put in there because there's so many great smaller ones. Mm. Um, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is obviously full of an infinite amount of them. Um, like, you know, fucking a bear or, you know, kicking a squirrel, (laughs) um, there's there's a lot of awesome moments through through in many many video games this year, but these these are lists yep. that we have to work off. Um. Uh, I I wanna I wanna talk about the Final Fantasy sixteen ones first because I wanna start whittling right. down. Yeah, that's the thing. We need to whittle this down because yeah, this yeah. is like ten yes. entrants. Yeah, yeah. Let's whittle them down to one from each game first, and then see how we go. Great, love it. Um, Final Fantasy sixteen two icon fights. Um, can you remind me what the Bahama one is? You didn't play it. Okay. Can you? You didn't uh, get to it. Can you set the scene? Which one's Bahamut? Uh, Bahamut is the dragon, but in terms of the dominant, is the 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 the, the prince with the spear. 
right. who's part of the empire, who's got a really, who's got a, a dad who's a piece of shit. What what's um, the Bahamut look like in this? Big, big stony dragon that shoots a lot of lasers. Cool. It's this cool thing where the I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I would I would just click through. It's also this moment where like Clive fuses his icon with another icon. Cool. <laughs> and so he can fly, so he can fight Bahamut in the sky above this crystal city that like opens up and creates this this crystalline holographic glowing arena in the sky and it's lasers and it shields and it's oh it's so cool it's so cool and like yeah it's and i should point out as well this game's biggest moments are all of the icon fights yes. i could replace some of bahamut i could replace the bahamut fight with the one that came before it or many that came after. Um, but the Bahamut one for me left the biggest impact at the time and during and since. Uh, it's amazing. And all of them are such sh- showcases of particle effects and 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 uh, cinematic moments, like like great implementations of quick-time events in this game, like where they you know it's a quick-time event, but it doesn't matter because it's so fucking cool. The music's great. Um, this is the this is one of the only times where I felt the story really backed up the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh wow, they're going to I, space. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> they are they are above a planet. <laughs> yep, it's really cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is uh, very cool. And and like so many of them are like that. I the the one before it is very unique uh, and very different and also very cool. But this one spoke to me. Is is this cool? And like, and and I I wanna I wanna push this just a little bit only because I think because we both played the demo for sixteen before the game came out, and so yeah. when when sixteen came out again, some of the demo stuff that that you had to either redo if you had to redo the demo content or skipped, I think can feel a little bit maybe lost in our perception of the game because it mm. it happened way earlier than the rest of the game. Totally. Um, and the very first icon fight, which is uh, the Phoenix fight, the very beginning of the game is the final section of the demo. Um, mm. And you are like throwing like each other around in this giant open... Like crypt. Yeah, like hollow earth ask, mm. like <laughs> fucking Legend of Zelda depths section. Yeah, um, totally, and totally. It, it is huge. And it's, and it's also getting fucking demolished. Yeah, yeah. Like you are like you are like Dragon Ball Zing this entire fucking area. Um it is really cool. And and so I do want to push, is it cooler than that being the first icon fight that you get? Um, because that is a really cool fight. Like that might be my favorite like fight of that game that I saw. Um, yeah, yeah, but but it was it again. It was it was difficult as well because we did play that prior to the game coming out, and I think you had to redo the I demo. Think I played it like four times. Yeah, yeah, you had to redo yeah. it, and so maybe it got a little bit like done for you, or a little bit trite because you had to do it so many times. Maybe I also felt at the time it was very on rails because you're just playing Phoenix. You 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 can't control where you're moving. You just kind of it's like a Star Fox section. Yeah, you know? yeah, yes. Um, and that's not inherently bad, but I do I did get to enjoy actually controlling Ifrit later in the game and and that playing out. 
okay. like a game. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's what happens in in the Bahamut fight. Uh, it also gives you a bit of that same story payoff that you're getting in that first icon fight that I feel like you missed from the ones in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where it felt a bit less important or a bit less. Um, you don't. You don't super know what's going on at that point. Totally. So, uh, I personally, I think it sits higher for me, but okay. I understand why it might sit higher for you. I mean, like, I, 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 toss-ups. I, I, I didn't get to this. So I'm happy just to, to leave that in your judgment as someone who did get to both of these, which, which one would yeah, be higher? I, I think it is just like objectively cooler. Mm-hmm. The first one is cool though. All the icon fights are amazing in this game. And I, and I, I'm pretty sure they built this game around these fights. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were like let's make this happen. How do we make this happen? And yeah. then the rest of the game came from there. Yeah, nice. Cool. All right, cool. All right. So we're, we're, we're taking off the Phoenix fight. Uh, let's go into the uh, Armored Core 6 moments. Mm. So we, we've spoken a bit about the Ice Worm fight um, yep. from in, the, in the best weapon category um, and also partly in the best sidekick category. Um, let's talk about beating Bolteas for the first time. What a moment, man. Um, maybe one of the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's... Um, this uh, part of the game has the strongest song in the game's entire soundtrack, which is saying something. It's also an excellent capstone for a really decent introduction to this game's tone and style. It's also such a definitive hurdle. Mm. And I've really grown to love a FromSoft hurdle. You know what I mean? Yeah, they are they are lessons. They, <laughs> they are they, are, they are they are exams. It is like we've been teaching you everything you need to know up and up until this point, and yep. now it is time for you to prove that you've been paying attention. <laughs> yep, exactly. And like some people just won't do it because you can kind of you can kind of um, not know what you're doing and get through the start of that game. Because uh, there's a lot that's going on, it's easy to not know what you're doing. Yeah. It's not a knock on anyone. It's it's quite it's quite a technical game. Um, and Balteus is such a bastard, such a brick in the wall. He's he's a mech covered in an app, like suspended in an apparatus that has a an array of hundreds of missiles that fire at you all at once and have ridiculously good tracking. So it's hard to know how to counter that. And then it also has that incredibly overpowered shield that's really hard to break through. And then if you get Balteus down to half health, he says, all right, game on. Here's my chain gun and also my flamethrower sword, which will reach you from halfway across the map and annihilate you in a second. He's so fast. He is very He's fast. He's so hard to nail down. He's so hard to break through. Even if you do break through, how do you do the damage? How do you break through without losing all your ammo? Like it is such you exactly as you said. It's such an exam. It's such a. It is a task that you have to complete. You have to understand what is being asked of you. And it's also got that. It's got that from soft um, thing of like pure elation when you get it. Like like you you know that you did it right. Yeah. Um, because like, unless you know how to cheese a boss like that, it's 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 like it's like Father Gascoigne. Like like you know like they sort of they put a lot of work into those ones to make you like like to make them versatile, but also to make mm. sure that like when you get it, 
you sort of had to know what you were doing. Yeah, very specific. I remember in one of the final boss fights, there's so many, um, yeah. but the Rufus fight in Final Fantasy VII Remake, I remember I beat that boss and thought, thinking to myself, I was getting fucked up by, the, by this guy and I just kind of brute forced it with potions. And that actually annoyed me so much that I quit the game and restart from that checkpoint yeah, so I could yeah. do it again. So Because I, I didn't get it. I didn't understand yeah. what happened. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no, there was no moment like this in this game really past Baltaeus. Um, it, nah, it was me yeah. learning. It was me adapting, changing my loadout, yep. changing complete star, compl- changing tactics, like adapting and adapting and adapting. It yep. was such a strong moment. Is the moment stronger than the ice worm rail cannon? I don't know, Jeremy. <laughs> because I, don't, I think I, the I Baltaeus think is. moment is. I, yeah, I, I think that's that's it. Like in terms of gameplay, it's not as strong. Personally, it is quite strong. The ice worm fight isn't that big of a challenge. That's not a hurdle. It's not. It's no. not the the personal sense of satisfaction. It is just such a a moment in time in the game and and a story that they tell through gameplay, story, design, sound, like. It's it's all of it. It's the game all together at once, harmonizing uh, with with the build up in the missions leading up to it. Yeah, like it's it, it's like um, you know uh, uh, who who's the first boss in Stormvale Castle? Margaret. Margaret. Like Margaret is um, Baltaeus, but yeah, uh, and Margaret's my favorite boss in Elden Ring. Yeah, but God. Godric, Godfrey, God, Godric, Godric, Godric is a moment, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he rips he off a, a dragon moment. head, shoves his hand through it, starts breathing fire. That's a fucking moment, right? Like, yeah. like they, they and like FromSoft has their exams, but they have their moments. You know, uh, Father Gascoigne is an exam, as is um, uh, the Bloodstar Beast or whatever the whatever the first cleric beast, cleric beast. Sorry. Um, but Rom the vacuous spider, that is a moment in Bloodborne. Um, th- they have their they have their moments, but they have mm-hmm. their exams. We're not doing best exam; we're doing best moment. I think. Oh, the, that's the thing. It's the, a it's a it's a personal moment. Beating oh, yeah. those hurdles is a personal moment. It's totally. But, and and that's great that they that a game can give you that. But in terms of what the game presents to you, yeah, the ice worm fight is stronger. It is. I love you, Baltaeus. <laughs> Let's talk about Zelda. We've got three okay. here. We Fuck, have... We? Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Diving into the depths for the first time. Obtaining the Unreal. Master Sword. Unreal. Unreal. Obtaining the Master Sword and the very final moment. All right. Let's, so... let's talk about the first two first. Okay. Going into the depths for the first time was... Jeremy, when did, we, when did you dive into the depths for the first time? Uh, about... 15 minutes after getting to the overworld. Okay, cool. Me too. Yeah. I was thinking earlier today when we were getting this ready, how our friend Ollie didn't go into the depths until he did the fire temple, which yeah. is like in the depths. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and he was, he was then so amazed yeah, yeah. that there was a whole temple down there that he was then disappointed at the rest of the depths because <laughs> it wasn't all like that. Yeah. Cause he spent like dozens of hours in the overworld first, or at yeah. least a dozen 
before going down there. I, I have a friend um, who is who has done four temples and has been into the depths once or any time like they get forced to go down there, and they're like, I don't, I don't like it down there. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was. I think, like, this was cool. I don't think this is my favorite moment from this game. I think it's my favorite aspect of the game eventually. But I think the thing is, I didn't actually comprehend it immediately. Oh. Because oh, you don't right. see so it. So what do you, what was it like when you were? I was like, oh, oh this, this, like, like I was like, is this just this area or something? I didn't immediately realize that it is the oh. entire overworld. Because. Oh. Because what the fuck? <laughs> Even when you did the first light route? Well, like, uh, so so here's why I didn't think it was the first, I didn't think it was the entire area. Because when I first went into the depths of Elden Ring, I thought it was the whole map. And I freaked out. Oh, in was, Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was the whole map in Elden Ring. Which Again, it's not. It's like three sub areas. Yes. But then I thought that was the same thing in Zelda. I just oh, thought it was a large So maybe area. it's a little pocket around each chasm or something. Yeah, or like like you know, like some streak in here and then another area around or something. I didn't I didn't comprehend how big it was at that point. It was really cool and exciting, but I didn't immediately grasp what I was doing. You see, for me, I remember I remember fucking around because there's that really big one before you get to look out landing. Yes. Um but you don't have the paraglider yet. No. So uh, I think that they, they must void you out. I, I, I didn't even jump in there. I was like, because A, the chasms are scary. Yeah. Like they're, they're scary to look at. They're scary to even think about going down into. And they look entirely unfathomable. Um, so I didn't even consider it. I just spoke to the person who's like, oh, don't stand in gloom. And I did the shrine and potted around and then fucked off. But then I was I, I came back and I was looking and I was looking and there were, and there was someone standing over the edge being like oh the survey team's gone down there I'm like what and you dive in and he and Link dives and the the music you, starts to go like yes yeah. and you dive and you dive and you dive and you dive <laughs> like and I think for me I did realize that was something of a of a like, even if it was just pockets, like, in the same way that there's some islands and then whatever, like, I didn't, of course, I didn't realize it was the whole map either, um, or it's, like, mirrored perspective. Yeah. Um, but it felt really large, really, really large when I went down there. And, I, and that feeling of, oh, my God, they never even talked about this. No one knows this is here. Yeah. And it's here. It's such a big part of that game. Yeah. It was such an awesome reveal. I don't know, man. It, it sits pretty highly for me. It, I think it sits higher than getting the Master Sword for me. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Which we which we should talk about. Yeah, yeah. Like that moment is is the it it's the most story heavy moment in the game, I mm. think, in terms of like cutscenes and characters and and plot threads and actual answers like you get you get yeah. quite a lot of the story from that part um you have to do a bunch of stuff to to obtain that whole story um but then once you do you 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 do get a legitimate payoff um from that that thread which you tend not to get in zelda games um yeah or at least the definitely modern not ones. breath of the wild yeah definitely yeah. not breath of the wild um or realistically tears of the kingdom um but like it's 
th- that is one of that is like a standout moment for uh story stuff um and i think the like the flip side of the, of it being um it's not stamina in uh in tears of the kingdom sorry no it's not yeah it's not stamina in tears of the kingdom like it is breath of the wild where you got to like hold down and enough stamina bars get it it's hearts in this so you got to oh no sorry it's sorry the other way around sorry yeah sorry the other way around it's you have to get enough stamina to pull it out um whereas in breath of the wild it's about hearts um mm. which i which i thought was a nice flip um, Especially because you you do the hearts thing on the plateau to like open the door yeah. to um, jump off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's cool that that was there and then done with. And then yeah, this is a different check. But like the then the recontextualization of like spoilers for this part of Tears of the Kingdom, like like <laughs> there she is, the light, the light dragon. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, there she is, the whole game and without the light dragon's yellow hair. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, and it looks like her. And the sword has been there the whole time, and you could kind of see it earlier. And there's mm. there's fun and stuff. Also, with- like even one step before that, like even finding out where the master sword is, you have to go to the sacred forest and free the Deku tree from the monster that's like killing it from the inside. Yeah, yeah, yep. like that's such a that's such a classic Zelda thing. Yes, yes. But also, it's done really well in this. And then he he shows you where the sword is. He's like, "Oh, it's 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 moving. What's up with that?" And you, yeah, it's on a brand new dragon. Yes, <laughs> yes, and and on top of that as well, like the the idea that the sword has been charging for thousands of years. Yeah, like in Zelda's head. <laughs> yeah, is like that's kind of neat. That's a yep. kind of a neat way to get a really strong weapon is to have the person that got sent back in time provide it for you and give you the clues to getting it when you need mm-hmm. it the most. Yep. Um, that's fun. I think that's very cool. Um, I think the final moment is it for me. <laughs> and really? I, yeah. Even although you weren't in love with the ending of this game. Yeah. Uh, the ending of this game is, is almost absent. Um, but there's a final moment which is really good. It's really good, and it's 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 kind of a softball. Like it's kind of it's a layup. Okay. It's like, but it but hit, it hits. But it hits. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty. It's a pretty easy. It's a pretty easy goal that they that they score at the end of it. But like they still hit the goal, and it it mm-hmm. hits pretty hard. Um. Okay. Let's. And you think that tops both of these two? For me, yes. Mm, wow. Um, That's gonna be. This will be. This will be like the Bahamut fight for me. I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm happy to do that. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll leave. We'll leave that it for Zelda then. Then it's currently the final moment. Okay. Um, talk to me about Ghost Runner Two. So, you play a cyborg ninja in this game, and you go fast, and you kill things, and you can't take a hit once. Right? Oh man, this game's so good. <laughs> It's so good. Oh man. <laughs> and then you, you and it's set in this cyberpunk realm, but it's on Earth where there's only like one vestige of humanity left and it's this gigantic tower in the sky that is so wide and big it's a city. It's this city tower. Mm-hmm. And in the first game you you're always in the tower and in the second game so far you're always in the tower until you get a motorcycle and then you ride the motorcycle down the exterior wall of the tower 
and that's your introduction to the motorcycle. Oh no, that's the second introduction to the motorcycle after you you like ride it on uh, freeways to make it out the exit by time in time. And so then there's this whole motorcycle level that's really long, and it's it's fine, it's good. It's there's two or three motorcycle levels, mm-hmm. and then you do this one really long one, and then you finish it, and it shows you your time and your deaths, and you're like, cool, next level. And then there's a fucking gigantic sandworm that's like a drill mechanism that's as big as like a fucking huge gigantic thing. And I I want to stress that this team this the team that made this game uh one more level, they're like they're good, but it's it, I would call this pretty comfortably a double A game. Yeah. And so like this is a, a really bombastic set piece that you could see where maybe the corners are being cut, like like some of the edges of the worm kind of just blend into the side of the geometry like it's they didn't animate like crushing through the wall there and it just kind of goes through a couple of rough edges here and there and it doesn't fucking matter because it's so fucking cool and then of course you ride through it you go into its mouth and Mm -hmm. then it's like it's so big it's like you spend like two or three or four minutes like motorcycle platforming in there and it's got like it's got like spider bug like defense systems that like crawl down the walls and come to get you. And so you got to make sure you're shooting them because the gun's got turrets, by the way. And like, also there's lasers. So you got to jump off and, and snap onto the, and like grapple back onto the, the motorbike. So you jump over the lasers and the motorbike goes through it and then you attach back onto it and then you keep going. And the way you break through it is by going out the other end. Right. Yeah. And that, that's what destroys the, the worm. It's just such an amazing set piece moment. Uh, and like I said, it's not even my favorite moment of the game, The but I didn't want to spoil it because it's, it's a, it's a mechanics thing. Sure. It's like a joy and it's like a joy and freedom of mechanic kind of moment, um, that you only get through playing it. I feel like it's only as special as it is through, through the ending. And, and this sits pretty highly alongside it. I'm going to ask you a question that you're not going to want to answer. Okay. Which is the better, um, uh, giant robot worm uh it's the ice worm it's the ice worm okay because 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 we do need to start we need to continue to cull so i and that's fine i wanted to put the two the two closest things together against each other honestly that i think they're all well maybe i think almost all of them are going to have to go up against the ice worm so like that's that's fair and like it's it 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 makes a great run for it it does a great job of what it of what it puts on offer i'm excited to get to that game yeah yeah, totally. That'd be a great one for January, I reckon. That'd be really nice and by yeah. it's like twelve hours. Yeah. Really kinetic, really yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 Uh let's talk about Star Wars <laughs> Jedi Survivor, the mining spider set piece. We wrote this down. I wrote this down and you were like, Oh, why are you writing that down? I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I thought it was great. And you're like, uh <laughs> Yeah. Well, you talked to it first and I'll say what my experience was and then we'll yeah. And then, so we'll, and, then we'll take it off, and then we'll take it off the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we will. And I was like, we, so you're on Jeddah and and Marin gives you this new power, this new one of her witch spells where you can, you've learned how to air dash, but now if you air dash, you kind of teleport and it allows you to burst through these green force fields. And just as she gives you that, this mining, this imperial mining spider that's destroying the temple that you're in, cracks it through the roof. It finds you and you have to, you have to, zip and boost and dash around it's, it's this more of a hole. squid than a spider if it's on the ground it's not in the air yeah but like it looks like a squid 
because it's like a, and it's got like tentacles. I've, th- th- I, it doesn't fly through the air though, like it's like a squid would swim. No, but the it crawls. Yeah, but it like, I don't know. I'm I'm used to it attacking. Um, I'm very familiar with when it attacked uh, Camino, and they came. They launched out oh. of the ocean, and they oh, like wow. they wrapped themselves around like the. Um, oh, I didn't realize that was an. I didn't realize that was law. That yeah. that piece of machine. I didn't realize that was an older piece of machinery. That's funny. Yep. Um. So yeah, you're doing this thing, and all of a sudden, the com the 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 traversal feels very Celeste-like because you've got this air dash that recharges when you go through the right thing and you're wall running and air jumping and and flying it then into portals that then go like... And then it spits you out the other side and the thing almost gets you and then you go into another portal and then you land on this thing and Marin grabs it with her powers and you grab it with the force and you fucking obliterate it right as it's about to obliterate you and it's this big moment and it's so cool. I'm like, whoa, this is just the middle of the game. What the fuck? Oh, this thing does fly like a squid through the air. Oh, does <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, okay, it goes right, like right. it goes like head first, and then its tentacles kind of follow. Oh, okay. Pardon me. Yeah. Uh, I just remember thinking it was such a big moment, such a huge moment, and I do think it felt really good. And it was when the traversal felt its best for me because it was that go, 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 go. You, you you're dashing into the force field to dash again to reach the wall to jump to hit the other wall to jump into a portal to then dash out of it to. Like it was all of that. It was constant, mm. um, and it really worked for me. Yeah, Jeremy, <laughs> it it didn't work for me. <laughs> oh, really? Like, like, that? like, like only because it 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 like I think that this was the best attempt at their like their own like uncharted giant set piece thing. And I think totally. especially because like, the end of the game wasn't about moments like this, which totally. I loved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that like this is still so far and ahead better than every one in the previous game. Um, Mm -hmm. But like oftentimes I was dashing and I would miss a portal or I would throw my grappling hook and it wouldn't quite do it. And then I would wall run and I wouldn't have enough time to get to the end of the wall run before he started to dip and I had to try and jump. And it was too, anyway, like it, the game uh, did not, uh, hold up to it doing this moment well enough mm. for me all the way that I it became a little bit annoying. Um, yep. Even though I think it is cool. Like, it's a really cool moment. Um, because, yeah, like, it, it's, it's a great time for the moment in the game. Um, it teaches you some new mechanics. It's fun with Marin. It's a cool Clone Wars robot, which we love. Um, and it's also, like, in an environment that we haven't seen it before. Um on a planet that we know, but again, haven't seen like this. Like there's, there's a whole host of reasons why this all works together, even though functionally in, in my game, it didn't work. Um, yeah. It is cool. It is cool. Yeah. I, I just wish it was in, again, a game that, that allowed it to really, really thrive. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Didn't ha- leave the door open for that frustration. Yeah. Um, yeah. But all right. Well, see you mining squid. Yeah. If, look, even if it, did work. There's some good moments this year. That's the thing. Like we and it, and it's worth saying. I I think everything on here is on here for a reason. Yeah. Like it. Like we're not we're not putting anything in here charitably. I don't think the things that no. are, here are genuinely great moments. Yeah. From this like year. they deserve to be like to, to be celebrated. Exactly. Speaking of celebrations, Alan Wake Two has uh-huh. got a moment. <laughs> has got a has got a lot of moments. 
It does have a lot of moments, but this is this is the one that everyone was talking about. Yeah, and and like for 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 reasons being like one, it is such a standout moment, and two, it is early enough that most people have seen it. There are still more moments to come, as everyone has said, um, but this yep. is a moment that was able to be celebrated considering how early it is. Um, it is the uh, Herald of Darkness fight. What did I? I think I wrote Hero of Light. Um, you did because at the start they say. Champion of Light. Champion of Light. That's what I was trying to remember. Um, yeah. Hero of Light's a Final Fantasy thing. Um, uh, a bionicle thing. <laughs> yeah, Mask of Light. Um, yeah. Uh, it's the musical moment in Alan Wake 2, um, where Alan Wake is 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 revisiting one of the, the an episode of the talk show mm-hmm. from with Mr. Door. Um, and and then he, he goes in and it becomes a giant uh live action uh FMV integrated in the game in a way that it isn't in the rest of the game moment mm-hmm. of a live action musical performance on stage featuring yep. uh, all of the main characters um, from Alan Wake's town, basically. Yep. Um, aside from Saga. Plus the old gods of Asgard. Yes, as, of, of course. And the old gods of Asgard are there. The, the, the twins are there as well. Um, just, just there. Um, what aren't, aren't they there? Aren't they also like pointing you? No, no, okay, no, no, it's 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 you, it, rather, it's it's Alan, it's Alex, it's uh, it's Mr. Wallendor, yeah, and it's the band, right? And um, then after that, it's it's all of the the shadow people and the the people in onesies, and outfits. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, this movement's are fucking good. <laughs> It is really good. And like it washed over me a bit the first time I played it. I'm like, oh, that was fun. That was really cool. Yeah. Oh, I really like the song. Yeah, that's neat. Um, and then I played it again to show Sam. Is the janitor in that sequence? He's not in the... He's at the very end when you snap back that's to right. reality. Oh, and goes he's, he's out in the audience and he's, he's, he's there mopping the carpet, which is weird, and, <laughs> and singing the song. Yeah. Like humming it to himself, yeah, like that's like right. loosely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. I, if I if I wish Sean Ashmore was in it a bit, <laughs> that would have been fun. Um. Yeah, this playing it again and then seeing the uh the Game Awards live performance they did, which was excellent, one of the best things to come out of that show. Yeah. And then listening to the song more after that and playing it again, like they got me in a bit of a moment there. That that whole like chain of events. Yeah. Um, it's it's a really it's really special in a number of ways. Like for example, the way you're you're at, you're you're playing as Alan, so you you know you're in game world, um, and you're walking through this never ending backstage theater sort of scenario. Like it's exposed, it's video walls, but it's also like exposed like structures like like um lighting posts and yeah. structures that like you you, you know you you're walking around the and, set yeah yeah and then you're climbing down stage ladders or like uh stairs made out of simple simple wooden structures like you would for like a, a play or something yeah like, yeah something that amazed me when playing it through the second time is the lighting effects because yeah. you've got all these fmv shots on the wall and then they are the bright lights on the wall on the video walls playing these FMV videos, or FM videos, um, <laughs> uh, the, those bright spots 
are lighting the space dynamically as if it is a literal like image in the game space which maybe that's how they did it they render it in the game and then it lights the volumetric fog and lighting and dust dynamically in realistically in the world through their lighting engine it's gorgeous and they and then they do things like put trees on the stage so then it's like it's like shining god rays off of the panels of of the screens through the ferns of the trees it's like whoa and and it's and it's like the music like the song itself is like a good song as well it's really good and they also like power rangers theme song vibe but like yeah it's it's, in a way but that would but that specifically would get old this doesn't they've built this in such a good way yeah and and the ability to have the song take as long as you take and it feel natural um is you know like it takes some work to do that and know where you can loop and when you have to like get out of the loop and all that stuff um and like the actual choreography is quite good um and their their dancing is like funny and engaging and dumb um in Mm. the best way um the 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 dance is as uncanny as the rest of the world yeah, is it, in that moment. It feels like that that is what that production would look like. Yes, yes. Um, but also, it's simple that like everyone can do it. <laughs> one of, one of my friends was over, and she doesn't like play that many games. Um, and when when she was over, uh, I got to that moment in the game because oh, like right. like she she was like like for the first time. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it started to go, and I was like, "Oh, I know what this is. You might want to pay attention to this." And yeah. because like she up to that point, she'd only seen me do like, uh, like a like a whole saga section. So it was like oh. through like you know like doing clues and the mind map a really thing, long and, saga section, and and like going through like you know the swamps and all that stuff, and then and then it's like hard cut to this. Yeah, to surreality, and it and it worked on someone who had no idea what was happening, and someone who yeah. had every idea of what was happening, which was me. Same when I showed it to Sam. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to leave it on. <laughs> I think we do leave it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think looking at this, we've got the ending of Zelda, Bahamut, the Ice Worm fight, and the We Seeing Herald of Darkness musical section. I yeah. think Bahamut goes, unfortunately. All right. Um, again. All great moments, but I think I think the Zelda moment can go. It's okay. it's really good. Yeah. Um uh, maybe for me who like maybe I'm I might enjoy the ending more and then this ending would hit harder and I might stump for it potentially. I, I don't think you will. Only because it's okay. it's it is it is great and really lovely. And again, like I said, like it's a it's it's an easy goal. Um it's quite small as well. Um, so, oh, is it like a brief? <laughs> yes, right. It, it's great, but it's brief. Okay. Ice worm versus the song. I don't know, man. They're such accomplishments. They are. You know? They are accomplishments. And, and what I want to say about both of them, I think more so Herald of Darkness, the musical moment. I think that is something you can only... The, that moment they, they made, they created there, is only... Everyone says this in different terms every year, but this is something you can only do in games, the way they made that. You couldn't do that in, in an actual film set because the, like, it would require a fucking <laughs> aeroplane hangar. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's then, impossible to do. And then like a 100 
incredibly expensive video walls and then you need to plant trees like like it's it's it it is not impossible to even like it, it is impossible i i i want to i i'll make the case to you why it should be alan wake over the ice worm oh okay and 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 my, my, the case it is this your official stance, or you're just making the case? I, I'm making the case to you as my like I'm I'm put, putting it to you to see if you accept this as the winner. But is, like, so this is how you feel about it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> we're never gonna get anything like this again. <laughs> Like, this is such a specific to Remedy, such a specific to Alan Wake. Like, we'll get something like this at some point, but for this to feel both, like, cohesive and and in line with the rest of the game as a whole, uh, it, it, it requires so much... Like, like it requires a decade's worth of a portfolio, a the face of a product, the face of a project, a project to like kind of leave and come back a little bit, mm. um, and the like the the actual boldness to go like we're gonna put this musical number in our survival horror game about a tortured writer, yeah, like. That just doesn't happen. <laughs> the ice worm is the most dudes rock moment in the entire year. Uh, yes. But they could do that again next year. And I would love it again next year. Um, it is so cool. Rusty is so cool. I won't miss is awesome. It is one of the coolest things in a FromSoft game, but it is also a... Uh, for, for like the studio, like they can they can do that again. Whereas the ability to think of wanting to do this, planning it, executing it, filming it, going cross format, yeah, that feeling like not weird or not, it's quite it's quite a uh, a vision to then execute on. Yeah, uh, but but they also know that that's a moment. Like, like that is such a specifically put together bit for you to enjoy it to take you out of the whole narrative of the game, but still feel, you know, cohesive. Like yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, like cohesive and not just like not artificially placed in there. Not, not, I'm not saying the, the, the ice worm is, but like there's like that works. That, that, that moment could have been yeah. artificial. Yeah. And, and and it works on a level that, that you just don't see that often. And and like this is not a reason. This is not a reason. You're to, saying they, they they really went for the they really they really <laughs> they really swung for the fences and absolutely fucking demolished it. Um, they really did. And like the ice worm is cool as hell. And we had two other giant worm moments on this list. True. <laughs> That's hilarious, isn't it? It is very funny. <laughs> That 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 is my proposition to you. Oh, it hurts. Uh, for me personally, it doesn't it doesn't resonate as much to be like, oh, this may never happen again. 
so much as like like for whether it does or doesn't is not the question for me right now. The fact, however, that it, you make a good point that regardless of whether it does or doesn't happen again, it is such a um, it's such a it is such a moment of cohesive vision and execution. Yeah. And technical accomplishment and achievement. Yeah. Plus, it's also quite effective and emotive. Plus, it's an excellent song. Plus, it's blending all of this, like... I think you're right. I think that the thing with this is that it's it's impressive on... On everything except... The gameplay level in terms of how it feels to play that mission. Like, yeah. I don't think when they introduce enemies, it's, any, it's, it's that fun. However... I don't think the gameplay of the Ice Swim boss fight is its strongest point either. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you that because it's think... a lot of dodging and then a lot of like missing and oh fucking now I got to wait. Okay, and, wait, and, wait, wait. And okay, now I do it. Realistically, dying in both of these sections sucks <laughs> so badly. Yeah, I hated dying in both of these. Yeah, yeah, because I, I died in both of these sections and I was like no, and like yeah, it, it really yoinks you out. And like the the checkpointing in this section um for the musical is fine. Like it like it 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 puts you just before the combat encounter, um which is like you know I'm glad I didn't put you like like to the beginning of the song or whatever um no and it's a long encounter though like it, it is a long encounter um but like when you die in the in the in the ice swim you got to do that whole thing again oh the whole thing yeah um and i died at the very end of that yep. the very first time and i'm like oh fuck oh, i gotta no, do this again yeah. i th- i did had a similar thing happen with alan i yeah. think which probably probably part of what tempered my my opinion of it of yeah. it on it yeah um Fuck, I think it's the musical. Shit. Crap. We just don't get it like that often. Again, that doesn't do anything. That doesn't mean much for me. Like the fact, right, where, how often, how frequently we do or do not get it. Like it is not irrelevant. However, we did get it. Yeah. And, yeah. But, and we also got this. It's about measuring the moment itself um, rather than whether we'll see it again or not for me. Sure. The moment is so technically, creatively, visionarily, mechanically accomplished. Yeah, I, 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 I can't, I can't say no. Congratulations, I'm, Herald of Light. So sorry, Rusty. <laughs> we love Rusty. We, we do love, love Rusty so much, and his Ovid rail cannon. Yeah, I think maybe. There's a chance that if we got to fire the gun, ooh, I bet they, I bet it wouldn't feel good though. Like maybe. <laughs> How do you make that feel good? Yeah, I know. It's like it's like it's like pulling out a bow and arrow in a Dark Souls game. It's like, ooh. yeah. <laughs> only the only way that would work in that game is if you're defending the cannon from like smaller forces. Or, and so you you're on the ground as it fires, and it like fucking shakes your whole world. Like that would be amazing. But. Yeah. Yeah. Or if he, yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah. All right. Next, next topic, Gary. Next topic. Oh boy. Uh, so we have, Jeremy, that was two topics in one hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, can you move your cursor, please? I can't open oh, this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, there we go. Uh, so back to Zelda for, for a moment. We have best new addition to Tears of the Kingdom. 
it's 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 an important game for this year because it's a sequel to the Breath of the Wild, and they did a lot of crazy things with it. Some of which we've spoken about, some of which we're going to talk about again. Um, so our nominees for best new edition are the Depths, the Sky Islands, your abilities. So fuse or, or separately fuse, ascend, rewind, and ultra hand. Plus, I've added there's one big category here: vehicles, devices, and battery power. Um, I some of these I, I'm pretty comfortable to say no. Yeah. Um, like and and they're all great, they're all cool, but the Sky Islands are pretty limited. Yep. They're they're a nice extra change of pace, but for how many there are there and for how actually little time you spend up there, and in total, it they're actually pretty muted in terms of how they their impact on the game. Yep. Uh, same for Rewind, I think. Yep. It's cool, but you use it so infrequently. It's great for when you need it. But... There's a lot of creativity you can do with it. Um, yep. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, uh, ooh, um, I thought I'd be able to cut more than that easily. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, going gonna, gonna to take away Fuse as well. I think Fuse is really cool. And I think that the ability to add a tremendous amount of abilities to your weapons changing char- characteristics of um swords and shields is really really fun um it also solves the weapon durability problem i don't think it was a problem <laughs> no but for the people who did i think it did i i, I think it probably it took a contentious mechanic and made it better I in think, a way that didn't ruin it for the people who enjoyed it originally and helped to fix it for the people who disliked it in the first place. I think yes, but I think that I would have I think that there was perhaps too many weapons that needed an addition for them to be viable. Um that Yeah, it, like it, too many ruined weapons. Yeah. That that it became like it I think that maybe the game relied on it just a little bit too much, and I kind of just wanted to find some weapons that were good that I didn't feel like I needed to add a really strong ability to, but maybe just like add an ability that will change a characteristic as opposed to just making it overall stronger. Um, but Jeremy, did you ever fuse a Hudson placard with a shield? I did To not. create a Hudson shield? I didn't. That sounds great. <laughs> it's so funny. That's so it's funny. It's huge. It's just <laughs> on your back. He's staring at you the whole time when you're walking uh, around. That is so funny. However, <laughs> however, Kerry, did you ever make a Hudson flying machine? No. Oh, what well, does that mean? It's just a flying machine, but you just put Hudson on the front. <laughs> Watch out, he's coming. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, did you ever make a broadsword longsword? I did. I did. I made I made very strong sorry, very long, very long spears often because yeah. I was like, I don't want to touch this guy. Um, Jeremy, did you ever stick a bomb on a shield I and did. then jump on it? I did. I did. Um Did did you ever stick a, a gigantic iron ball on a shield and jump on it and then fall over? No. <laughs> did did you ever stick something that is Definitely immediately. No, sorry. Did you ever stick a bomb on on an arrow and then go into an area that's very hot? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I did once or twice. Yeah, you go. Oh, it's funny because they did that. They did that in the old games. You pull out bomb arrows in the in 
Breath yeah, of the they Wild. Just they blow up. They, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really good and it's really funny. I still, I think it doesn't beat the rest of them. Fuse for me beats Ascend. But that's because I think very highly of Fuse. That's not to talk down to Ascend. Ascend is <laughs> transformational to the to the the way this game works, you know? Yeah. Because something I thought of, we've got, oh, they had Hyrule, right? That's amazing. Oh, they added the skies. That's cool. You've got so much more room to play with and you can make like flying vehicles. And Oh, they added the depths. Don't forget, they added fucking hundreds of caves and wells in this game as well there's like a fourth hidden layer it's like <laughs> a like a first overworld before the second yeah. actual underworld rather i guess is what i meant to yeah, say yeah. there and then the second underworld like there's so much other stuff and that works as well as it does because you have ascend it also allows to uh introduce many different new puzzles and stuff like that um I kind of think Ascend is in a similar place as Rewind, except a bit stronger, where it's like, it's there, it's great, it's it does a lot of stuff, it's not useless, but it's not its own thing for me, I don't think. I think I actually want to get rid of both of these. I, th- I think we need to, but I don't want to. <laughs> well, let's talk about... Let's talk about vehicles, devices, and battery power. Um, it's cool. It is cool. There's a part you're not up to. Oh, really? Yep. Um, that makes me want to get rid of it. <laughs> Whoa. Is it like a required fight or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's real bad. That's funny. It's the worst part, okay. of, it's the worst part of the game. It, it's what brought the game down from like a nine and a half to a nine for me. I was like, yeah, oh, wow. this part is like a whole detraction. This did you mind it in the rest of the game? Like, did you enjoy it to have in for the depths or carry town? Or I, it it just it is never good. Wow, I got it off the carry town. I, mean, I definitely find that I don't use it very often. Like, I've got all these schema stones and Yiga schematics and all of that, and 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 I just hardly use them because I don't want to spend the zone night and like I'm not getting rid of Ultra Hand. I'm not getting no. rid of combinations. And like vehicles kind of fit in Ultra Hand anyway, because you, you make your own vehicles, but like specifically battery powered specific thing. I think, and the devices. And and the devices. There's a there's a thing that you'll get to that I have a feeling you will be like, because mm. <laughs> <laughs> everybody was spoken to about this. Every single person I've spoken to about this is like, what the fuck is this? Wow, right. Yeah. Did Ollie finish the the, the game? Yep. Great. That leaves us with Ultra Hand and The Depths. Yeah. I love The Depths. It's my favorite part of the game. That's wild. Uh, I also love The Depths. It is not my favorite part of the game. It is also, I think, not the best part of the game. I, th- gotcha. I, I think for me, Ultra Hand is the thing. It's- yeah, they put like... They put gizmos in a Legend of Zelda game. You know what I mean? They put rotation gizmos in a fucking Zelda game. They gave you fucking game engine destroying engine manipulation tools in a Zelda game and said, go nuts. Yeah. We saw what you did with metal objects in the previous game. Here, now you can pick up 
everything. Yeah. The um, uh, Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts walked, so um, the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom could run. Makes no fucking sense. What? What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, like that that lineage is is absolutely yeah. like, like it is that, that it is how that works. Yeah. And that that being how it works makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like you can do, you can build. Like you can do art in that game if you want. You can build yeah. sculptures. You can you build can mechs. giant mechs. I've you've seen have you seen people who make real ass like Metal Gears? No, people have made Metal Gears. That's pretty wild. <laughs> Someone made Metal Gear Rex. That's really cool. Um, people have made you, could, you can make literal bridges. Yeah, in this game. You you and you can make like um, like. Jet fighter planes with lasers that just yep. auto aim and lock. Yep. Um, it is so fucking cool. And you, could, you yeah. could also just I've, you could just put a log on another log, and that way you just over that fucking little gap. Yep. You can glue things together. So many any things. Did it's, you, it's 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 wild. There have been so many times I've been sitting just playing the game and thinking these like visionaries <laughs> somehow thought that it was okay to put this in their game and they were right have you and it completely redefines the entire game have you seen chain on a wheel in this game uh yes yes i have a, yes in a one door of the facilities yeah a door that you attach a wheel to and you turn the wheel to go and then it no, rolls like, up, the chain. up the chain what <laughs> yep Yep, that's just like physics. That's just how the world yeah. works. Uh-huh. <sighs> yep. For me, the depths, it, it doesn't clear it for me because um, it's a bit one note at the end of the day. Yeah. The best part of the depths is finding a specific area, yep. but it takes a long time to do that because it's so big. Um, the depths is great if you just feel like spelunking. Mm. And like that's all you're doing for a while. It's yeah. like yep. shooting light arrows and taking out the cobblers that are mining, and then breaking some rocks, and then moving on. Like yeah. depths was like depths was like the best No Man's Sky world, um, yeah. because it was it was I knew it was finite. Like like I knew that I could get everywhere. It would yep. and it would take me in for me the perfect amount of time to explore the whole thing. Yeah. And I explored the whole thing. Yeah. And then I did it. And I went, hell yeah. I feel like accomplished because of that. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, it got challenging. And uh, it was, there was, there were definitely puzzles in there. And then every now and again, there was a structure. I'm like, oh, another structure. Cause there's yep. like, and they're kind of scattered almost the perfect distance away from themselves. Um, and they have a one-to-one relation to what's above them. It's it's tremendously executed on. Mm. Um, this is going to sound kind of weird, but like the depths kind of feels like a. It kind of feels like a Kojima mechanic. It kind of doesn't. It doesn't kind of like strand game. Kind, but it doesn't belong in this game in a weird way. But how else do you re-explore? a game that everyone's put 120 hours into and it's, you add another one. Yep. 
And it's not as versatile as, as Hyrule is in, in either game. And there's less to actively do down there. But could you imagine if they made a, like, if they made low rule? Like, that would have been yeah. too much. It would have been but too much. The, and really, effectively, that's what they did, you know? Like, a lot of this game was saying, what Zelda didn't we, what, what Zelda things didn't we have in that last one? They're in here. We've got it's bomb literally flowers. literally low rule. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the underworld. Like, these games are obsessed with having alternate versions of the worlds that you're already familiar with. Even they the, did it in Link to the Past, and they never stopped doing it. Even the sound that you that you make when you go down the giant holes is kind of like the like buzzing sound that you make when you go from Hyrule to Lowrule in Link to the Past. Mm. It's got it's got it's got it's got a lineage there as well. Uh huh. It's um yeah no it is amazing it it's not it's no it's not Ultra Hand though it's not Ultra Hand. Yeah. You did it, Ultra Congratulations, Hand. Congratulations, Ultra Hand. Yeah. Ultra Handshake. Congratulations, you did it. <laughs> uh, up next is the This Game Can Hang slash Capital C Cool slash This Game Fucks slash This Game Is Tight in the Pants Award. <laughs> um, <laughs> you forgot about that one, didn't you? Um... <laughs> Uh, significantly less horny games on the list this year. Yes, yes. Um, uh, the celebration of sick tones and awesome vibes. Um, the nominees are El Paso Elsewhere, Lethal Company, Ghost Runner 2, Dredge, and Armored Core 6, The Fires of Rubicon. Um... Can you talk to me about El Paso Elsewhere? I can talk to you about El Paso Elsewhere. El Paso Elsewhere is got vibes up the fucking wazoo. Um, mm. You are a sick as hell vampire hunter who is going to kill a bunch of vampires to stop the end of the world. Um, <laughs> one of them was, is your ex. Um, uh, 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 Dracula is her name. Um, uh the 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 it is a Max Payne ass fucking vampire killing game where you are doing lunging sideways bullet times everywhere all the time. Um, we need more of that. We do in the industry. We do like the whole game is that, and it's not a it's not a it's not a short game. It's like a solid ten hours or something. So um, what you're telling me is a Max Payne game release this year, kinda. Um, and it's got really cool like rap music as well um mm-hmm. sung by like the protagonist um it 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 is really cool um i don't love the game enough to keep it on the list oh dang which is a shame cuz i like i was actually considering putting that game in like my top 10 or yep. sorry, sorry my top 5 and then i went back to play more i'm like i got to play more and then that yep. made me go actually maybe not um i would like to finish it um but it's like it's 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 like it's a lot of the same all the time Mm -hmm. and it's cool and it it like this game can hang but there are like there can only be one this game can hang award uh winner um and it it is unfortunately not el paso elsewhere even though it like it fucks yeah Um, in another year it might win maybe Mm. maybe it's cool it's worth playing. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Runner 2, I'll speak to mm. uh, 
I think this is this game nails like I said before it's very kinetic it nails the movement it nails wanting to have you be fast and keep up speed and 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 do cool shit constantly mm-hmm. um it also nails the setting is the thing like it's so cool to see a a really well realized cyberpunk setting like but like in an apocalypse as well so like you go from a city to this desolate like exterior um and like the when you go into the underbelly of the city or you find like some ancient uh religious structure inside the city somewhere like it's a completely different tone and vibe and it gets all they they start playing a lot of organ and synth and it's like oh fuck yes yeah. like the the soundtrack never never um lets up and is never disappointing it's 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 really strong there's rain on shiny metal and neon lights like for days it's really 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 good um however the 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 story drags it down somewhat and feels quite generic on top of that setting uh to to the point i think where it, it pulls away from it like it it the way they implement the story, while it doesn't detract from the game necessarily, I do think it detracts from the setting and kind of turns it into cliche. Right. Um, just barely. Because it's like, oh, random guy dies and and who's this? Oh, we needed a mercenary on our team. And, and oh, you, you keep telling me stuff, but I don't remember anything you've just said. Like, yeah. So that's, 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 my, that's my, my input for Ghost Runner there. Taking it off important to have on the list, but not quite, not quite a, not quite a contender, I don't think. Right. Um, for Lethal Company, I think this game is funny and can hang. Yeah. Um. Uh, but it's a little bit not light. Um, but it's a bit um. Bear. Yeah, like it. You know, it's yeah. still still in development. Um, yeah. and it and it's it's worth remembering because I think the I think the vibes of the game are good. Like you can get lost very easily. The audio is great. The communication is wonderful. Um, it's what everything it's got in there like works. Um, it just it's you know still in early access needs more. Um, yeah. but everything that's there is good and and can hang. But I think mm. not in comparison to what's on the rest of the list. No, I agree. I would be fascinated to see how Lethal Company stacks up in full release. Yes, me too. Um, and I'm very excited to see it yeah, approach yeah. that yeah, and me too. be along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, Dredge. And Armored Core are the ones that are left on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Dredge, I th- think, might... <sighs> might win it oh for me oh and and my case is that um armored core six and this is intentional as part of the design of the game and the narrative and the story they're telling and everything has got uh competing vibes um where there's like you know there's this planet and there's multiple factions and uh, you've got a couple of different types of factions that, that you are working with and against, um, and it is uh, more. It is it is a fairly personal story as well, and you get to know a lot about the characters and stuff. And the tone is cool, um, and there are some really cool moments in the game, and there are some missions that are 
kind of a little bit boring at times or maybe basic and just a bit like, here's just another mission, especially in the first yeah. two acts. Um, yeah. And they're kind of a little bit, they don't really set tone in those missions. They kind of just give you more character background um, and that, and just more gameplay. The gameplay is good. Um, uh, but there's, it doesn't uh, put it together all the way. It doesn't serve a singular focus for me. Whereas Dredge, Dredge's entire thing is about um, its dark tone. It's like, you know, twisted uh, Lovecraftian nature. Mm. Uh, the, 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 you going from fishing village to fishing village and then you're just in the fucking ocean and it's like, oh fuck, like I'm just proper in the ocean right now and the fog is setting in and it's getting very late and now I'm seeing things and like I put myself in this situation because I really wanted to get that late night fish in the middle of the fucking ocean but I can see like a very bright light very far away that is like beckoning me to go look at it and I really want to know what it is, but like, what the fuck is it going to do? And the, the, the panic meter, which is, you know, a really great way of modernizing, um, the really poor, um, uh, like, you know, mental health representation. Like insanity. Yeah. That's, mechanic, it's, it's, it's yeah. always, it's always been that for a good long time, changing that to just panic. Um, yeah. And it freaking you out and making you see things that you're not sure are there or not. Um, and then getting back to like a fishing village and everyone's like, like you look kind of shook up friend. Um, and things are just not right there either. Like everyone is just like, yeah, like, like my brother went out there and fucking like, I haven't seen him in two decades now um, and so everyone just everyone's just got this odd on edgeness about things that are going on. You're selling me on the tone of the game, but I don't know if you're selling me on how much it can hang, how cool it is, how tight in the pants it is. Hmm. You know what I mean? I, I do like, know. I do know like what this you mean. Is, this is excellent design, and it's excellent. Um, uh, excellent. Yeah, like tone and world building settings and stuff like that. But it doesn't sound like it's not it's not it's not time How that- many times in Dredge were you going, fuck yeah? See, I wasn't doing that in Neon White or Umarangi. Okay. But those Really? You weren't in Neon White? You didn't have that sense of satisfaction? Satisfaction, yes, but it wasn't like... Like, satisfaction is not the thing that I'm going for when I'm talking about that it's tight in the pants. <laughs> what what I'm going no. for is, like, it's, like... It's, like, hot. Yeah, like, no, no, I get that. I get that. Well, yeah I, mean, yeah, I don't know that either of these games are especially hot, per se. Yeah. Not okay. in like that paradise killer neon white way. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but 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 those are like there are many beautiful people. <laughs> yeah, like th- those are sexy in a different way. Whereas, um, can it hang? 
Oh, it's tricky. It's really tricky. 621. I've got a job for you, 621. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. Wake the dog up. <laughs> okay, actually, all right. He, here's, here's why I think it can be Armored Core. The giant flying I ship. No, 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 no. The giant <laughs> flying ship in that mission. Oh, yeah. Act 5. Act, what are they no, called? No, 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 not Act 5. The, oh, you... The one in, like, Act 2? The one, the one you got to climb aboard and blow up. Oh, yeah, that you do, like, 10 more times. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it turns up and it and it destroys the people that you're fighting. Yeah. Because it's the, the, the Planetary Closure Administration, yeah. And it's huge. And it, you got to go through the sand to get there for ages. Yeah. And then, like... You're like getting there. Oh, the Strider. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry. No, right. I thought you meant the um. Yeah, no, the 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 airships. No, 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 no. Destroy the 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 no, 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 no. The one giant one. Yeah, no, the the six legged Strider. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that is so cool. It takes forever to get there. That is also a moment. And as you're getting there. It like continuously gets bigger. Yep. By the and then you got to leave. You got to like get far enough away that when it blows up, it doesn't blow you up. Yeah. Which I did not do the first time. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, but actually, also, remember, remember in chapter five when you you take the xylem, and it turns out this city is a gigantic fucking concrete flying monolith. Yeah. <laughs> like, and do you remember when you go? underground for the first time <laughs> oh, for the first time oh and like you, you blow up the vent and it like explodes and you have to leave no 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 no. when you go underground and for the first time you see the giant underground city that you didn't oh, realize was there oh yeah when you spent ages trying to get through the um the watch point yeah yep. and it's like oh my god there's a whole fucking city down here that is larger than anything i've ever seen uh-huh what about breaking out of prison yeah, I didn't. What, I didn't what love about that part. Crashing was, the xylem, yeah, into the coral funnel or whatever they call it. All right, it's armored core six. The fires of Raven, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's armored core six. I think it is armored yeah. core six. I love you, Dredge. Like not again. Not nothing. Nothing against Dredge. No, but totally like, not. Fuck, like armored core six. Fires of Rubicon. <laughs> I've said it so many times this year and it doesn't get old. It's so fucking cool. That, that's a poster to put on a wall, that one. Yeah. All right. Which they gave you in the launch edition of the game on disc. Which I, which I have. Me too. <laughs> did, I, I, did I tell you the story on the podcast of me buying that game? Yeah, 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 you did. Yeah, I think I told you yeah. at the time, yeah, how yeah. It, it was sold out across the whole shopping center. Yeah. And I think I ended up accidentally, like, some employee was like, oh, here's a copy. And I'm pretty sure it was probably the, the, other the game employees. guy put it aside yeah. to buy that night to, before they went home. Yeah. Uh, All right. Best thing from Jeremy's month of October. Now, this is a very personal very category. But now I was part of this month, but not nowhere near all of it. Um, and honestly, I just want to look back on, I just wanted you to look back on that time. And I just wanted, with a bit of hindsight, to, to look back and think, 
on this moment. <laughs> um. Uh, so, so I've, I've got four things here. Um, seeing yeah. the people, seeing that this is not a game thing at all. Seeing the people's Joker in the cinema was a highlight for me. Um, that movie is so good. If you can get a chance to go see it, you definitely should. Um, I think it's going to be released digitally this year, uh, next year, um, which is exciting because currently the only way to see it is to, is, is for a screening. Um, uh, unsanctioned Batman film. Um, yeah. Uh, queer liberation satire film about Batman and like the Joker and it's great. It's so good. It's so funny and crass and hilarious and you should mm. just go watch it. It rules. Um, Vera Drew is so funny. Um, uh, Janet Demone is a slumlord and a witch um, is a game that I spoke about and still awesome. I'm still looking forward to playing that when it comes out. This is the one where the developers recreated their old the, the rental. Old, yeah, yeah, their, their old rental um, in Chippendale, um, <laughs> which I wanted to remind you is a real place. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I just need to look that up again. Yeah. Uh, that is so fucking it, funny. It is so fucking funny. Um, this is the most cathartic game that I have played uh, in from the perspective of a renter, which you know, yep. granted, that's that 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 specific category, there is only one, um, but uh, they nail everything um, in mm. that game um, in terms of what it's like to be in a rental or a share house or anything and like worry that. Worry about your bond uh-huh. and or not just get things fixed. The awkward politics of a roommate asking you to get something out of their bedroom and you just being in someone else's space and it just being a little bit awkward. Yeah. Um, uh, Rose and Locket, um, which was one of our games of the show um, from PAX. Mm. Uh, just a fucking banger. So excited for that game to come out. Mm. Um, really lovely people who are making it. Um, but like that was the game that like you would go over to the booth and you'd see every other Australian games media person there also lined up to play it because everybody everybody has told everybody else to play it. That yeah. was such a funny moment. But just also, have... it was always occupied. There was always someone else playing it. And just have like a rotating roster of of other writers from Australia going, you, you're here to play? Yeah, yeah, you're here to play this. Yeah. Um, that game is so cool. Um, but my number one is just getting repeatedly drunk at the uh, tech <laughs> expo of South by Southwest because after a certain point, just a bunch of open bars just show up and you just got to scan your wristband and they will give you, or scan your badge rather, and they will just hand you alcohol. And I think it was meant to be one per person. That's pretty nuts. This is pretty nuts. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's an over 18s event. Like you can't go in there if you're, if you're a kid. Um, or, yeah, but just like, I mean, you've got like a $2,000 ticket, right? Yeah. So like, I guess it makes sense, but like just scanning a wristband and then you get alcohol is fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know if it was an over 18s event, but I think if you scan, I think if, if you were under 18, I think you couldn't like you scanned your badge and say you're under 18. Anyway, I think it was meant to be one per person, but it sure wasn't. Um, and so <laughs> I was just going around and then like I, I went up to like one of our friends, Cass, who was who was running a booth, like, and she couldn't Oh, leave. you're kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was running a booth. I was like, and she's like, I can't leave. I'm like, do you want me to get you one? And she was like, oh, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, that and then 
wandering up to companies that I had no business really talking to, but Qantas was just there or like some <laughs> drone uh, like some drone racing league thing was there. And I'm like, well, let me yep. talk to you because I've got alcohol and you've got a thing that you want to sell everybody. So yep. then going into the Qantas booth and then they're saying, hey, you want to see the future of like long distance first class travel? I'm like, you bet I do. And they're like, well, sit down here and put on this VR helmet. And then I just put you were my- like, the future of long distance first class travel. I haven't seen the present. And I'm holding like champagne. And like yep. they're like, oh, like, I'll put that down for you. And I'm like, okay. And then they take my drink and put it down and give me the helmet. I look around. I'm like, this is weird. And then I sit in a first class booth for about five minutes as some guy talks to me about it. Um, and then he was quite polite and told me about their like intercontinental, like, Sydney to London flights that they're going to start doing, which is like... Kutamandra. And you have like a small bed and a wardrobe in a plane. Um, and then hopping on a fucking dra- uh, drone fighter pilot um, uh, racing oh, yeah. league thing. And I got a great time. And he said to me, have you done this before? And I said, no, but I've done flight simulator before. And he should not have said the words, wow, you're really good. Have you done this before? Because that went straight to my head more than the alcohol. <laughs> I have not forgotten that. I bring that up, is why you're bringing this moment up. I bring this up regularly um, to people. <laughs> uh, just a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, you just, sound like a man who just brought a hotas. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, a lot of just like shenanigans at that place. Just, just the weirdest, the weirdest of technology. Um, like, <laughs> felt very much like a kid, <laughs> uh, a kid at the pub. That yeah, right. Except yeah. they gave him drinks. Yeah, yeah. Except they would give me alcohol. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, no, not great drinking. It's not great, kids. Yeah. Not great. Uh, anyway, well, excellent. Weird. I appreciate the revisit of your of your time away. Truly bizarre. Truly, truly bizarre. Um, with an honorable mention, as always, um, to uh, Parallels Free Play, which is always my favorite event of Melbourne International Games Week. Just banger every year. Banger again this year. So funny. Mm. Deeply funny show this year. Uh, way less serious talks. Like, there's usually a good balance between, like, really intensely personal and, like, quite funny stuff. Like, yep. this one was almost like a fucking comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're nearly done, everybody-ish. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll maybe have you out of here by the three-hour mark. We'll see. Um, what do we got right now? This next category is called Best Mario Wonder Ability. Yes. Now, Jeremy, you added most of these because you've played far more of this game than I have, but I did add one. So for the nominees, we have Elephant, mm-hmm. Mining Hat. Yep, Drill Hat, Mining Hat. Bubble. Bubble. And those are and those are like power-ups. Yeah. And then we have like the wonder, wonder seeds. Yeah. We've got becoming Goomba. <laughs> we have Silhouette. Yes. And uh, the one I wrote, which is Walking on Walls. I, I also forgot one, which is uh, Very Tall. <laughs> oh, Very Tall. A lot of the time that, that only happens with Silhouette, isn't it? I, I think that's the case, but they are yeah. like, I, I'll, I'll put them together. Silhouette and Very Tall. Yeah, silhouette, Very Tall. Um, uh, 
Bubble is really strong and probably the best combat ability in the game. Um, because it's it's outrageous, it, isn't it? Because really nothing good. escapes once it's in there. Yeah, yeah. Like the couple a couple enemies don't get affected by it, but for the most part, you just like like that's it. You've got it. So there's when you're in any of those like combat rooms, that's usually mm. the one to go for. Right. Um, it's not the best wonder ability though. Um, so I'm gonna. No, I don't think it's the best. I actually found it annoying half the time because like I found myself waiting for things to get out of my way when I used it. Right, right. Um, the mining hat is good. The drill hat is is cool. You get to sort of just dig in the ground and be on the ground for a bit and pop out and you can go up walls and, and you can go in the ceiling as you do it. Um, and there's some hidden areas that you can only access if you've got the drill hat, um, mm. which is quite cool. Um, it's good fun. Um, and it's and it's really strong as a butt bounce as well because you, you go head first. Um, yep. That's great. Not the best ability though. So I'm going to take it out. Begumming Goomba is very funny. Mm. It's very, I done, very... I haven't done this or the drill hat, personally. It's good fun, becoming a Goomba, because uh, Goombas don't attack you. Um, and oh, and right, you, cool. you waddle, and it's, it's stupid. <laughs> yep. Um, it's funny that you could do that in Odyssey as well with mm, Cappy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can stack Goombas in that, which was really funny. Yep. Um, it's very funny. I want to shout it out. It's not the best, I believe, though. Okay. You want to talk about walking on walls? Walking on walls is a really fun mechanic moment. Like yeah. there are great moments in that game. Yeah. But in terms of like you, you open, you you get the flower, and then you 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 all of a sudden something is different. I really liked this one because it wasn't like whoa, we blew open the walls and now there's bison and like everything's just different all of a sudden. This was like no, here's the same level. It's hardly changed. But now you need to navigate this this whole other layer that you didn't even notice before. Yeah, yeah. It was such a cool mechanical moment as well as just like a fun what the fuck kind of thing. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not the best Mario Wonder ability though. No, I don't think so. Silhouette very tall is quite funny. It's really good. Like you become very tall. <laughs> and when you crouch, like the whole world crouches with you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's used to good effect multiple times throughout the game of like, mm. oh, I need to actually be quite small in this area and I gotta hold down while I make it and get very tall and jump over a thing and then it's 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 good fun. And it's yep. very groovy. Um because you don't see him get very tall. It's only silhouetted tall Mario. Yep. Um however it's not the best Mario Wonder ability. <laughs> you know what is the best Mario Wonder ability, Kerry? I can't believe this is the case, but I think you're right. It's the elephant. <laughs> it really is the elephant. It, Wowie Zowie, everybody. Wowie Zowie, he's a fucking elephant and he looks yep. great. With pants. With pants and a hat. Or a dress. Yeah, he's great. So good. Water. And you can just mash that button and, and smack things. Yep, or, yep. yeah, you can fill up your trunk. Yeah, with water and shoot it. Or you can uh, hold down crouch and crawl along the ground. And it's the <laughs> fucking funniest thing in the world. Uh, the elephant also has the, uh, the, ma- the amazing execution of feeling like a Mario ability that could have existed on the in the Super Nintendo era. Right? Like, like that yeah. vibe has got the same vibe to me as like the Tanuki suit. Um, similar vibe to just riding on Yoshi. Like it's just, it, it's like Isabel and Animal Crossing. Like you could have been here from the start and I wouldn't have even known. That's a really good point. Just, just, fe- just feel, yeah. it feels like classic Mario. Yeah, I can, I can really vibe with that. And it's great. Fucking funny. Just so funny. Yeah. What a cool game. I mean, that whole game is full of moments like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, this 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 adds to it. Yeah. Next up, Jeremy, what do we got? The best game I wish I got to. Oh yes, this is this is more of an individual thing, but yeah. we'll t- we'll talk to how we feel about this. So I've 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 got two, um, and I'll, I'll choose one out of my two. My number one is uh, so one of two um, is Lies of P. Yeah. I, now I did play it, just yeah, not not nearly enough to really have any any cohesive cohesive thoughts about it. Um, I would love to play more, but it's like I'm, it's not going on my game of the year purely just because I haven't played nearly enough. Yeah. Um, Why do you think that is? It was just a busy time when it came out. Just another time. Yeah. It didn't, and it didn't instantly grab me. There was room for it to instantly grab me, and it did not. Yeah, um, I definitely got more used to it when I came back to it like a month ago. It was after seeing someone play it and seeing how much they leaned on the um, the block. Yep. and the deflection aspects of the game where I was playing it more like dodge, in which case I felt like the you, relying on the dodge mechanic in that game makes it feel like a like a looser Souls game, but relying on your block and trying to understand when to use it more gives it that Sekiro balance, yep. you know? So, like, it, it that that was a nice clicking moment for me in a way where I, I where I could focus on that more. It's, it... it felt a bit better yeah blocking and parrying is definitely how i started from the beginning of that game because it's because bloodborne and Sekiro were like they're they're my boys um so like that was that was how i began playing it um but i just just didn't realistically put enough hours into it yet Mm -hmm. um my other one is ghost runner 2 just because Ah. just that game just looks like it fucks (laughs) sure do yeah Full review on minimapcom.au. Exactly. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Game fucks. Uh, I've got two. I, I'm, uh, I've i kind of got three, actually. I, I didn't get to Dave the Diver, which I just remembered, which people really enjoyed. I bought that today. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, yesterday. Sale? Yep. Oh, how much? I don't remember. It came, out of, it came out of my the day before credit. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, on my list is dredge which you had very positive things to say about Dude. also reviewed on minimap.com.au what was an, that nine out of ten uh nine yep give it a nine uh it's everyone who's played it has only had positive things to say about it i really want to because people say it's great yep. except maybe the ending right yeah it's just lackluster ending it's not even like it's not bad it just is like almost absent right like yep. it, it ends but like i was like oh okay yep and then uh, Sea of Stars, I am a bit sad I didn't get to. I played the demo when it wasn't uh, like shadow dropped at some Nintendo Direct. Um, but this game's on PS Plus now. It's on Game Pass. It's uh, you could just buy it on Switch. Um, and it's such a nice like looking at it, watch it like w- playing the demo and looking at footage. It's such a good like Golden Sun vibes RPG. Um, I think a lot of people say it's more like Chrono Trigger. Uh, that's not my point of comparison, but I just appreciate that it, it is that more SNES slash GBA style uh, RPG. Plus it has like active combat mechanics in the turn-based systems, kind of like um, a Mario RPG, like a Paper Mario or a Mario and Luigi where you have to tap A at the right time and stuff like that. That That's really engaging for me. Um, I'm just sad I haven't gotten to it. It, it. it was a bit daunting. It was like, oh, this is like a something dozens of hours game yeah 
Like, yeah. how am I going to do that? Like, we were talking about Eastwood in the break. Like, yes, I was literally just thinking about Eastwood being like, oh, I can't play this right now. It's far too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm sad I didn't get to it. But, again, another one that people who have played, I like, have they ever had anything bad to say about it? I don't think they have, really. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, then we have freshest idea. The freshest idea. Um, I, I added one of these at the while we were talking about Mario before. Right. So, so this is a just like the new hotness that that mm-hmm. came out this year. Something that we think is like, wow, what a what a really cool thing that is worth celebrating. Um, that a video game did. Um, because what? <laughs> what are you laughing at? You'll see. Okay. Um. Uh, because there's been a lot of really cool mechanics and stuff, but I didn't want to limit it to just mechanics. And so just kind of broadened it out to just be like best cool new thing um, or Mm. best, best thing that they've done and executed on this year. Um, So ultra hand is, is one of them Um, fuse coupled with enemies, dropping valuable weapon components, Mm -hmm. light manipulation in Alan Wake 2. (laughs) <laughs> actual implementation <laughs> of maps, metro venue elements and traversal skills in Jedi Survivor because <laughs> they, they didn't do it in the first one and, and they did it they did it quite well in this yeah yeah it's done really well um, Alan Wake 2 making FMV cool again and removing timer and score from Mario um, I'm going to take out Alan Wake 2 making FMV cool again because it was never not cool and no, but they made it they made it like like actively benefit a modern AAA game. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like not that FM like FMV became a bit cliche, but then they've, they've, there's been cool things done with it in the meantime. But the way they blend traditional uh, yeah. 3D game design with FMV, and I know it's not the first time Remedy's done this. But they did do it masterfully here. They did. Like, they executed it on in the most, like, effective way possible in this than they mm-hmm. ever have in the past. And I think that is really cool. Um, but, like, they also did do that in control. Um, like, a, like a, a, I, a fair, yeah, a fair I don't bit. think it hit as hard as this. It, I mean, it, it was different. Like, it was used to different effect in this. Um, but I think that they, uh, like, between the control um, FMB overlays that they would do um, when you're in like those, like those uh, object of power sequences um, and also the moments on the TVs in control because, mm. because they did them both. Like you would see the silhouette of the previous director um, in control, which is kind of like those echoes in, in Alan Wake too. Totally. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, again, we spoke about the hero of light moment. I think it's like, it's incredible how they've done it. Um, but I don't think it's fresh. Okay, is 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 my argument for it? Um, like we've had other, like you know, the Quiet Man came out and pushed the boundary, pushed the medium forward, like eighty thousand steps. Let's not forget. So like Who? the Quiet Man. Ah, oh. remember the Quiet Man? Yes, but <laughs> I couldn't have told you that was an FMV game. Well, yeah, the whole thing was that it was an FMV game. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I probably game. knew that once, but I completely forgot. Um, you you want to talk to removing timers and scores from Mario? Oh, I I think 
I guess maybe not the freshest idea, but it definitely took that game out of the 80s. Thank God. And I, and, it, and for me, it really reinvigorated uh, my even just ability to enjoy the new Mario game. I, like, I have just struggled to enjoy 2D Mario games for a good while now. And removing the score and timer then allowed them to make areas that were much more fun to explore and were much more casual and less, like, performance-based, which I personally very much enjoyed. It is so funny how much that that affects you. O- only in the sense because it doesn't affect... Don't do- give me an S rank! It, it doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I uh, No, I, I honestly really think that's one of the best parts of Mario Wonder. Yeah, right. Do you, do you want to leave it in? I think talking about it made me realize that, like I said, it's more like removing old ideas rather than bringing in new ones. So maybe like not conceptually, but okay. I'm glad to have shouted it out here. How do you feel about them still having lives? Because uh, uh. to me, lives makes less sense than timers and score. Yeah, like it's a good point. Like, like um, removing the timer score the- is very similar to Celeste, right? They've, they've, they've having lives isn't. They've taught it. They've, they've brought Mario from the eighties just, just to the nineties, is what they've done. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like getting rid of lives in a Mario game would be like getting rid of coins. But coins have a purpose. Yeah. But L- lives, lives exist because you had a used to get you had real coins. <laughs> they had to put in yeah, a machine. Yeah, but that was never a thing in, like, Mario games. That's not why you had lives in Mario games. In Super Mario... Oh. In, sorry, in Mario Brothers, yeah. Yeah, but that's not... That has nothing to do with, like, level design and platforming. and like, No, no, because it, it, it would send you back to the to the beginning of the world is what it would do in the arcade yeah. games, yeah. Sorry, in the, in, the, in the... Sorry, in the NES and SNES games. Yeah. So but in yeah, this, no, in, you're right. Like their, their, their point has been diluted extremely. Yeah. Um. So like, I I see where you're coming from. However, I I they're harmless is the thing. <laughs> yeah, almost. Like it just puts um, you to the beginning of the level that you failed, as opposed to yeah, you at the as checkpoint. opposed to like the main menu or whatever, or or, or the or, checkpoint. Or, yeah. yeah. Checkpoint. Yep. Anyway, hmm. um, Jeremy. Light manipulation in Alan Wake 2, I see this and I think they did this 13 years ago with the first Alan Wake. So, yes and no. Like, like the torch, yes. Um, but it is used to different effect in this game. Um, because light plays more of a, a, a different purpose in this because you've got that gizmo that can take lights out of things and then put them in different areas. True, and that's that like instant loading thing. It, it's that, but it's also just like put a light here because, like, I'm just going to put this light in this fucking car because there's a whole bunch of enemies here, and I just need mm. to get away from them for a little bit. So I'm just going to light up this car, and the car's headlights are going to turn on, or this lamp's going to turn on, and it just gives me that safe space, which again is in the first game, but it's it wasn't manipulated. It wasn't manipulatable in mm. the first game. It was just like a checkpoint. Um, and it wasn't um, and like and also like the way enemies re- react to your torch was different. Where in the saga sections, that's how it worked in Alan Wake One, but the Alan Wake sections in Alan Wake Two 
Um, it's different where you have to hold them on to the ghosts to see which ones are like yeah. the real ghosts or not. Um, I think it works really well thematically in the entire game in a way that I think is really, really cool. Um, I think it's fresher than Jetta Survivor actually implementing its game mechanics correctly. Um, uh, it doesn't need to be number one, um, but I think it's it's up there. It's like it doesn't have to be number one, but I think it's really cool yep. how you can take light away from an area that you don't have to be here anymore and like have it in your bag with you and then light up an area later on and it becomes like a checkpoint or yeah or like i've got a checkpoint at the moment and i know that i have to get rid of this checkpoint for me to progress through the world and mm-hmm. like there's there's no way for me to go but forward so i just have to fucking make it there um yeah that stuff i think is really cool and really really masterfully done um and I think that like there are some issues with Alan Wake's level design that a lot of people are coming up against, um, but I think that w- w- like everybody like like myself included in in some instances, but I think that I think part of that is because it's really hard to um, conceptualize a lot of their levels, which it, which is an issue and isn't an issue um, when when they are forcing you to change the levels often. Um, that mm. it's, I think it's like, it's a little bit overblown in some instances, the issues with some of the level design, because some of the stuff they're doing is really, really complex, but you just can't quite imagine it at times. Um, Cause it's like. You're, you're holding like four different states of the same room. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, it, I think it rules. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't have to leave it on this list. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like the us talking about Jedi Survivor is funny. Yeah, like, yeah. Like that's that's kind of like a that's a that's a that's a joke, funny answer. It's a bit of a dig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's a dig at the first game because it's like yeah. the, the second game is so far and away better than the first, and like I, I would like I would actually only recommend people play the second game. Like I like I'm just gonna yeah. like like in my mind it just eclipses the need to go back to the first one. I think I would say watch the first game in that instance. I would, I would, I would watch for some of the 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 dynamic that you get, like meeting Marin and understanding Sia's journey. Um, I I think that's that's important in that regard. But yeah, maybe gameplay wise, not not as much. Yeah, because remember, like in this game, you start with so many of the powers you got in the first one, which then makes you realize that you start without them in the first one, like. Yeah. You climb slower in that game until like your second or third visit to Kashyyyk and you get like climbing claws. Yeah. Yeah. Is or it... like you don't have force pull <laughs> or push. And like I get that, but you gotta give it to us early. Or like... wall run. Like you don't you don't have any of it. That's like a that that's like and like you know, I'm not saying that this is a better game, but that's like hour one of like the Force Awakens is getting all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get some of that. So not not quickly. not the Force Awakens, uh, Force Unleashed is like you get all yeah. that stuff hour one because yeah, you get you get pull and uh uh wall running in the first planet, but that's it, it's a little longer of a section. It's more like hour two or three. Yeah. Um, that game's funny. Ultra Hand, fuse coupled with enemies dropping valuable weapon components. <laughs> I think it's probably Ultra Hand, <laughs> again, 
for reasons that we kind me, of went through before. But if you want, you want I to make the case for Fuse. I really want to make the case for Fuse. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Because there's something about how, and this is a similar thing to Ultra Hand, and it's probably because they're informed by the same like design philosophy. It, right? it is hard of, to like, separate them. Yeah, how they they both feed into and like empowering the player to create their own solutions. However, the the ability with Fuse for you to never be stuck for weapon choices and to never be um like I feel like I'm constantly reevaluating my kit in Zelda where I oh I, I did a fuse of this and this and that was great, but oh I want to make sure I hang on to this uh this Zonite horn because when I get a, a mighty Zonite weapon that will be it at its strongest if I compare them and and or or if I beat one of the flux constructs with the the turning pylons when I defeat them, I want to pair that with, and so having that on board so I can keep that around so I can put them together. Or you're trying to get through a wall and you don't want to use all your bombs and you you find that rusty claymore and a rock and you can start bashing your way through it. Or just the fact that it makes every combat encounter valuable because while you are spending some durability on these things you are gaining the reward of the materials that you can then use to create stronger weapons the next time like i think it really works together to 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 synthesize all of the mechanics of 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 why you would want to fight something of why you would want to have different weapons of why you would want to put them together of what you want to put together and yeah i just had a funny idea for like the equivalent of a nuzlocke run Oh yeah, which is to never pick any of those items up, and only what fuse- the, the 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 weapon materials. Yeah, and only fuse them. Oh, so just like royal broadsword with royal broadsword or whatever. No, 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 no. As in, like, like there's items on the ground. I can either fuse these to my weapons right now, or I can. Oh, all, 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 so it's always like the talus hearts. Yeah, or, or leave them. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. And then, like, having to decide what weapons, like, what do I have on? Really hard choices. Yeah, Yeah. what do I have on me? What's going to break the least? Like, oh, this weapon's so strong, especially with this, but it's going to break so quickly, and I'm going to lose the fucking... Yeah, like, that sounds like a fun idea. That does sound like a a good good mod for those who maybe know how to get it into a moddable state, but I actually don't. I reckon you could just do it. Like, you could just... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like rule set yourself, yeah. like challenge yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like that person who who played Breath of the Wild without going over them, like without going over a part in the game that they've been to before. Oh, like, like the, right, wow. Yeah, like they did the the, the game, hero's path. Yeah, yeah. Without without crossing over a hero's path at any given point. Yeah. Which means That's intense. Yeah, which means going to towers once. Yes. It's amazing. That's, it's 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 that, so good. It's so so cool. That, that's anxiety provoking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what what what's what's the the case for Ultra Hand, Jeremy? As you said, we did talk about it at length before, but you can just build anything. <laughs> the whole world is available for you to build. Yeah, it's a good point. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever? How much did you enjoy the? Um, Addison tasks who Addison is the, the, the guy who with the signs. I did everyone that I came past. Okay. 
Yeah, me too. I loved him. I'm like, every time I see him, I'm like, what are you doing out here, mate? <laughs> every time I'm like, oh, this fucking guy, He's, what does he need now? Yeah. Yeah. They're much more fun to do than like a Korok guy on his back, though. Like, I've just gotten to the point where I just mark them on the map and I keep going. Like, yeah. I'm I'm over those. Because so often they take me away, I, I don't want to go, or or I have to skip things to go that way. Do you have the Do you have the teleport ability yet? The the medallion. Yeah, I literally just finished unlocking it right, yesterday. That makes those way easier because you just put it down where you're at, do the thing, yeah. and then teleport back, and then rip up the the thing. That is a good plan. Yeah. I will probably start implementing that. Yeah, because it, 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 it shocked me how much of a of a fundamental area the um akala corner of the map is like i was in there and they gave me a tutorial for stealth combat yeah i'm yeah, like I i'm like yeah. guys like it <laughs> i know like you really didn't press the point that i should come here yeah. quickly like yeah yeah or even to get those teleporting abilities and all that stuff like you can just not yeah 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 anyway anyway Ultra hand or fuse. I find I find the fuse mechanic really engaging. It 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 tickles my brain. If it doesn't yours, that's that's fair, and we can win. And I don't have I don't have to go for it. But like the way the everything goes together, it's awesome. It's so cool. Hmm. I don't know. They're they're because yeah. they're both like fresh as fuck. <laughs> they really are. Like. What did I say before? Like, who are the geniuses who decided to give you that much power with Ultra Hand? You know how fresh they are? Nintendo Nintendo patent them. <laughs> patent them. Yeah. Bastards. That's a good point. Yes. Good point also. Um, and for that, we're giving it to Light Manipulation for Alan. <laughs> um, <laughs> the People's Choice Award. Um, yeah. I think... Uh, so so ultra hand isn't it so like so my 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 other case for ultra hand yeah is that if they hadn't like patented ultra hand could go into so many games ultra hand can exist in a game that doesn't have combat in it yes yep ultra hand could exist in ah uh, ah uh, in prey 2 <laughs> Yeah. In the next arcane game, yeah. Could you imagine an ultra hand ability in an arcane game? That would be nuts. That would be wild. An immersive sim ultra hand game. Ult- fuse in an ultra hand. So fuse in an arcane game would be really cool as well. Yep. But immersive sim, the potentials for that are off the fucking chain. Yeah, they really are. Fuck, we're three or four years, just like with Breath of the Wild. We're going to start to see some cool shit when people start <laughs> taking the lessons learned from this game and sticking them in other shit. <laughs> I can't wait for Genshin Impact 2 to come around and, <laughs> and introduce all of those abilities. I can't wait for FromSoft's next game. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuse in a FromSoft game. Oh, that'll be cool. That'll be really yeah, cool. Yeah, like... Like they did the open world thing of Breath of the Wild, and and how much useless shit did you pick up in that game? Or did they found ways to make all of it useful? 
uh, for like your combat and your weapons and your uh, builds. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm not strong enough, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to give it to both of them. <laughs> I can't choose. They're both so good. I like that. I em- like that a lot. I'm going to combine them and just call them empowering players play. I like that. Yeah. And just because they, they are linked. Another- Another plus for fuse. Don't forget, it's also your bow and arrow, which I did. I have. I've forgotten until this moment. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's the final category. The final category of the day. The zeitgeist. This is not game of the year. This no. is the game of the year. Yes. <laughs> this is not our game of the year. This is not minimaps game of the year. This is not Kerry's game of the year. This is not Jeremy's game of the year. This is. 2023's video game. What is the yes. video game that we're going to think about when we think about the year that is 2023? We have five contenders. We have one year. <laughs> <laughs> and we have one winner as well. Uh, those five contenders are Baldur's Gate 3, Alan Wake 2, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Super Mario Wonder, and Lethal Company. It's Baldur's Gate 3. I don't think it immediately is. Really? Really. Do you think it's Alan Wake 2? No. I think Alan Wake 2 is uh, something of a zeitgeist moment for our corner of the industry. Our... A critical corner, very like the discourse corner, the 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 media corner, like yeah. we're all up its butt, and that's fine. Yeah, I don't know that everyone else is. Um, not just talking about like sales numbers, but like like it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sleeper in terms of public reception. And I think it'll do well in the same way that Control did, where it will just keep trucking along. Remedy Games seem to have done that a lot in the last decade, where like Alan Wake. Maybe it didn't it didn't come out to a massive success, but it kind of kept trucking along. And control did that. Yeah. Quantum like, Break did that less. But this this is the this is the the most out of cult classics that Remedy has has achieved. Absolutely. Um, but it is still going to appeal to those people who are more interested in that cultish kind of vibe, because it's still their game. It's still what they make. Yeah. Uh Tears of the Kingdom. I don't think it hit quite as hard as Breath of the Wild did when it came out. No, like how could? If it, it had, then it would be over. Yeah, like like it because we think because we because we think it's not. It's definitely not. And I know a lot of people who who played Tears of the Kingdom went, yeah, it's good, but it, I like Breath of the Wild more. Um, and it hasn't had a like a. a it, this is not going to be the game that caused Pokemon to change their formula, whereas Breath of the Wild was. Yeah. Um, Mostly because, like, it's a sequel to that game, and that's great. And it's an iteration, though. It's not a. It's not a reinvention. Yes. Yeah. Although it's pretty fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It's. It is. It is. It is tremendous. Yeah. It's not a game I've never played before. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Banger. Not banger. The, not the game. Of not the, game. the zeitgeist. No. And uh, oh, Lethal Company. It's hard because it's so um, late in the piece. Yeah. 
and it's also so early access. Um, we have had some moments that I won't ever forget in that game. Absolutely. And I can't wait for each new update. I can't wait to see what comes as they develop. I can't wait to see what this game looks like in 1.0. I can't wait to see what the modding community continues to do with this game and see the the, the clips from this game. I want to say it is the zeitgeist, but it just unfortunately it hasn't. It it has had an excellent moment, but I don't think it has defined the year. Yeah, like and it's just it, had its own spot in the sun. It's like it's it's close to a Vampire Survivors. It's close yeah. to uh, an Among Us. It didn't hit Among Us levels, but it's it's close. Nearly nothing will. No, like Among Us was very specific. Um, yeah, uh, it's like Pokemon Go levels of. Uh, maybe, maybe no, no, because po- people people who don't play games play Pokemon Go. Um, people who don't play games played Among Us, is what I'm saying. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant Lethal Company here, Pokemon Go. No, 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 no. That's what. No, no. So yeah, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, like it's not it's not Wordle. No. Um, okay, but you've exhausted the list. <laughs> I didn't rule out Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, I think I am. Baldur's Gate. It's such a weird thing for me because the people who play Baldur's Gate really respect its um, its plot and its story, which I think are its strongest parts, right, in a lot of ways. Not entirely. There are plenty of other parts, which we'll get to, I'm sure. But um, I haven't seen... I haven't played all the way through this game, so I haven't seen the coolest shit this game has to offer yet, right? Nor have I even heard tell of it. Just, it's in there. I know it's in there, which is cool and amazing. This game has plenty to reveal to me. Um, It's not like Alan Wake where everyone's like, oh, this moment. Yeah. It's not like Tears of the Kingdom where like we all know about the depths now. And the, the it's game, in there and everyone's having their own personal moments with this game. The, the game doesn't hide anything from you. In, yeah. in Baldur's yeah. Gate. It, is, it shows you everything almost immediately. And it can be overwhelming at the beginning. But once you like, once you crack that nut. Yeah. And you get the nut inside the nut. <laughs> <laughs> and then you nut in the bear. No, the ones, once you... Once you <laughs> sorry. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got him. Um, what one? Once you scare me. <laughs> uh, once, once the game, like like once you get into that game, um, you can have, like, you, you can have an experience like no other person or an experience that you can't get from any other game and i don't mean like you know no one else will do this but i mean in the sense that like you are going to have your your very own dungeons and dragons campaign for yeah. you made for you with someone it's else not like if- mass effect right where you're 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 all getting like variations on on the source material no there is so much of it there 
and it is all done so basically like executed on like to like a T. Yeah. Um, and it like it also like it is done. It it has become a game of a moment that people are like, I'm so excited to play Baldur's Gate three. Like now that I'm on Christmas break, it's the game yeah. that people were like were putting off time for, or like putting off playing other games for. Yeah. Um. In a way that people who play like one game a year were like, it's going to be this, and I'm so excited for it to be this. Yeah. It's uh yeah no you it's a good point and not just because of the story and and the characters which are great but also like how robust the mechanics are like that each environment has items that you can interact with that will play with the game's verbs of like throw or shove or yeah pick up and put down and it all works like you like. It's like an RPG, like a turn-based RPG that uh, you can do as much inside of as you can in an action-adventure game like Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Maybe not. Maybe you don't have the superpowers that Link does to put things together and create cars and jet engines and whatever. But you can look at like a spider on a on a bridge of web and you can rather than attacking the gigantic spider with 200 health you can knock out its bridge and and it takes like 30 or 40% of its damage cuz you 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 damage it through the environment like or you can fall in love with the spider and and get it to to cause an uprising or you can bribe oh. the spider real money to to get it to work for you or you can just ignore the spider completely by stealthing around yep. it um yep. or trick the spider also, like there's yeah they also that's a good point and you've reminded me of something else they they add a lot of um situations that unlike an, again a game like mass effect where there's like a positive solution to most things in most ways like there's a paragon positive solution out of things and a, a renegade positive solution out of things where it's like you get what you want there will be situations where if you want to tackle a situation a certain way, that will result in you not getting the thing that you want. And that's great. That makes the world feel so alive. Like we yeah. came across a group of people who their master was dead and they were like, oh, we're trying to get through this. And they were like, do you know anything about this? And we say, oh, no, we just came off the crashed ship. And they were like, it's you, get him. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what the fuck? And so Sam and I were like, oh, fuck, now we're in combat. And we're like, let's just knock these guys out. And we knocked them out and we fucking left. Yeah. Like, I don't know who you are. I don't know if you're going to come back to bite us, but like, you can just stay there and we're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I killed a, a, a party member by mistake because I didn't realize that they were going to be a party member. Oh. And so I killed them. And then I went back later and saw them on the front cover of the game and went, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, was it, was it Karlak? Yeah. You killed Karlak? Yeah. Karlak's the best. Yeah, I know. Did you? This was so about, wait, this, you this, killed this... her before she was even in your party. So you could, could you even resurrect her? No, no, I chopped off her head. And then took her head to the guy who was said he was going to give me a sword. 
This is my oh. fir- this is my, this is in my very first playthrough, not the one that, I, that I'm that I'm still in anymore. So like Carlac's now in my party of the second playthrough. Um, but the very first time, I was like, "Oh, look, I've started to talk to this guy, so I guess I'll I'll be on his side." And then I went over to her and like like she's like she's uh, like she's like a, a demon or something. Yeah, but yeah. like she's like she's like you know uh, tangentially aggressive towards you. And I was like, "Oh, there's a bad guy." Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, I guess I'll engage in bad guy tactics. And then someone was like, like, do we know who we really want to trust? And I was like, ah, he'll give me a sword. And so I was like, yeah, let's attack anyway. And wow. So, so my whole party just like destroyed her. And then I cut off her head. Oh my God. Poor thing. And I was free to play the entire game. With yeah. That, and that's valid. With that decision. Yep. Sam did something when you walk into that and, and you know, all of this take it with a grain of salt. Cause we're, we're like halfway through act one after 20 hours. Yeah. But Sam did a thing when we walked into that goblin town, cause Sam was the one who went in. So they, they, they were the one running that situation and they, they, they did the thing where the, where they, uh, invoked the, the, the fucking the brainworm tadpole. Yeah. And they were like, no, you serve us now. <laughs> and they were like, Oh, you're right. We do. Okay, don't worry about it. Just come through town. So we just walk through this. We've been exploring this town with our last two play sessions because there's like two hidden cellars in here. Yeah. Well, like that gigantic spider cave for one. And like, we're still not done there. But we've just been walking around talking to the trolls and like, like, like walking behind the goblins and taking their, 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 their soup and like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. In terms of the zeitgeist of the... Fuck, you're right! <laughs> it's but it's what, weird, what else? Jeremy, because I've said this to you a couple of times now where I've said that this game is quietly one of the most impressive games it, this year where it, it's it not, quietly it, came out of nowhere. And for me, that is still true. I don't see that much discussion about this game, in all honesty. I really uh, don't. I, 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 I see it everywhere. Why? How? How is that? How is that that we're not that we're because I'm, I'm I'm a lot more online. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a in a bad way. <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm on YouTube more. You're on you're on everything else more. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck. Like, I'm just gonna quickly go on Twitch.tv. And just have a look at how many people are streaming, or how many people are watching Baldur's Gate. Not, not that that's like the overall barometer. No, I but, wouldn't have thought that was very up there. Hang on. Okay, uh, Baldur's <laughs> Gate three. Is it me, Jeremy, or are the are the kids wrong, or is it me? <laughs> like, no you know one, what I mean? Am I just out of touch? No one's wrong. Um. All right, here we go. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's twelfth on Twitch. With how many? Huh? With how many viewers? Nine thousand views currently. Fuck. Yeah. It's the only single. Well, it's the only single player game here. Wow. Um, behind podcast talk shows. Why is that number one? Hang on, sorry. I'm, because I'm, of us, baby. Sorry, sorry. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, I, I had it on the wrong thing. My mistake. Let me, let me, let me try it again. 
right, it's 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 down it's down a fair bit further. Sorry, I I, I had but it on. Still, nine thousand concurrent viewers for a single player game that came out four months ago. Yeah, that's huge. It still might be the ah uh, maybe not not the only single player game. I think the f- number one single player game currently is Path of Exile. Is that single player? Uh, Path of Exile is like uh, Diablo. Oh, okay. In that case, yeah, it is. It's still number one single player behind like Tarkov, GTA, League of Legends, Warzone, Counter Strike, Apex, Minecraft, yeah. Valorant, Lethal Company, WoW, Dead by Daylight. Like it's all of those games. Yeah, and then it's like yeah, then it's like Rust, Street Fighter, Smash Bros, and then Baldur's Gate. Um, wow. Fuck yeah. yeah. Like I, I think that this game is actually louder than you realize, but I think it's Yeah, but, it is. But, which, but, which but it's in it's really in weirds me out. It, it's in mainstream circles is the thing. Like yeah. it, it was a big deal that it has come to PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember people waiting for it. I loved what like the thing that shows to me how big a deal it was was that I hadn't even played it and what you were describing about it to me in terms of its competencies and what it had on offer made me concerned for Starfield before it came out. And then once Starfield came out, I knew it had a problem on its hands, especially because like Larian had, had let it come out in full release on PC. So the diehards could jump in. And then it was so good that people just bought it. And then people bought it again on PlayStation or for the first time on PlayStation because of all the buzz of it releasing in 1.0 on PC. Like... See, I reckon if Baldur's Gate 3 didn't come out this year and Starfield did, I think it's got the exact same reaction. Starfield? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like, I don't I don't disagree. Yeah. But... I, I don't, actually, no, I don't think exact same. I, however, I do think it would have been very similar in that it would have been... It, it will have been this sort of middling reaction of like not great. Like I don't think it lost review score points because of Baldur's Gate. No. However, no. I do think it it for anyone who played Baldur's Gate before Starfield, it will have almost immediately ruined a lot of the potential for Starfield for them. Maybe. I think that game just did it to itself. In a lot of ways, yeah. It's it's not it's not a very impressive game. No. It has a lot of flaws. I still remember it. It's no Skyrim. I still remember the end of the episode where we spoke about Starfield. And my, my only question was like, what, why did it take so fucking long? <laughs> like, well, I said, what, what, what have they been doing for 10 years? Yeah. I still don't actually know the answer. That's because you haven't played the game enough, Jeremy. Oh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> Something happens in the third act and it's amazing. Yeah, the third act, the third time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,. Well, congratulations to Baldur's Gate. Um, I'm so glad Armored Core One Gamer can hang and just, i.e., something at all. Um, but there's a lot of love here for for Zelda, Alan Wake, for uh, what was Best Psychic? Yeah, Alex Casey. That makes sense. Um, for Tech Expo, <laughs> for the Master Sword. Uh, for Crime Boss Rock A City. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good year. For, for Spoken. <laughs> <laughs> what a year in games. What a year. Uh, thank you all for uh, listening to this episode. That's it for us for this episode. 
we will be back in just a couple of days to soon. actually talk about. Yes, yeah, soon. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to riff on that and I just froze up. I, I just, I, I've lost my yes and. I think I spent it all. Yeah, is it a yes? Yes. <laughs> uh, our next episode is soon. It is actually our game of the year show where we will actually talk about my game of the year and Jeremy's game of the year and we will determine mini maps game of the year yes uh last year was a bit of an upset i've found um in terms of what came to the top i don't know what's going to happen oh, what was last year's it was neon white oh that's right hell yeah it earns it like it it, it like it like it's got it that's why it's yeah. the mini map game of the year 2022 but i did not see that coming no, neither, neither did i no we just couldn't rule it out by the end no, I don't only, I'd only played an hour of it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so tune in in a couple of days when... Um, when Gubbins... Who the uh, fuck knows what... Yeah, when Gubbins wins Game Gu- of the Year. Gubbins sweep. <laughs> Gubbins sweep. Best art direction, best narrative design, best technical direction. Yeah. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us for, the, for this episode, everyone. Um, I'm gonna. We're gonna do the outro. I desperately need to go and have a meal because we went for too long to start this at ten thirty, and then I, I and it, it is now six fifteen p.m. I, I was also late. <laughs> I was very late, and which then, is okay. We've yeah. been there, but I'm, I am hungry. Yeah. I am ready to eat. Yeah. So, uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. It means a lot. Uh, look out for that next week's episode. Well, it's not even a week in this next episode. For the, It'll be out in the new year. We'll be recording it in the new year, but only just. Uh, you can follow us on the social accounts at MinimapAU to make sure you don't miss that. Uh, it's also just the website name, minimap.com.au for Blue Sky. You can find the Blue Sky account for Minimap there. Um, you can follow us individually as well. Jeremy, where can they follow you? Uh, at Obi-Wan-Jez on everything but Blue Sky, which is jeremy.minimap.com.au. You can follow me on Twitter at KJPalmer underscore 24 or without the underscore 24 on Blue Sky. Uh, and that website I mentioned before, minimap.com.au. Hey, that's us. That's what we do. That's who we are. Uh, you can head to that website, minimap.com.au, for everything else Minimap related, uh, including our other podcasts, including the reviews we spoke about before, like Dredge and Ghost Runner 2. Uh, I think you mentioned Bilkin's Folly in the pre-show or the or the or the Mid-show, that's all there, plus our PAX reviews. Uh, it's, it's all there up on the site. You can find it. Previews from PAX, yes. Excuse me. Uh, for those of you live with us on Twitch, stick around. I don't know how long we'll hang out, but we'll, we'll be here for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, pardon me. And for those of you listening later, make sure to give us uh, those oh-so-tasty, as they say, five-star ratings. It helps us out a bunch. Um, and consider joining us for the Game of the Year episode in just a couple of days. Uh, lastly, if you wanted to support us on Patreon, uh, if you wanted to help keep the mics and lights on, that's a great way to do it. That's patreon.com slash minimapau. And for five Australian bucks, you'll get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast, as well as other benefits, all while helping us out greatly. We're going to go. We're going to refuel and recharge and be back for the next end of year episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, until then, have a good New Year's time and we'll see you later. 